Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Brick by Brick podcast. Joined here today, I have Phil, aka the Asparagus guy. If you guys know him over from Twitter, uh, how you doing, man? I'm fantastic, Miles. How are you today? We're doing well. Um, for you guys that are just tuning into the podcast, we've been chatting for like 10, 15 minutes, just kind of BSing, and uh, figured we better get this ball rolling. So uh, I'll ask you the introduction question that I ask everybody that comes onto the podcast. What does Optic Gaming and the Green Wall mean to you? Uh, optic Gaming means a lot to me, especially the Green Wall. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think that there's a large part of me that supports specific teams across all sports so like for basketball it's the philadelphia 76ers are a huge part of my life uh for football it's the eagles very large part of my life but it's weird because i'm a huge philly sports fan Uh, i don't really watch baseball no offense to phillies fans out there but uh in call of duty there was no team in philadelphia there was no like there's no place for me to be like oh this is my home team Mm. and back in Black Ops 2, Optic was around, and I was like, this guy's scump fries. This guy's insane. And I kind of just chased from there. I mean, it's like your classic Optic fan story where it's like, I saw a scump one day, and now I'm a huge fan. But I feel like the the scump fandom kind of faded, and now it's more across the entirety of the organization. Yeah. There's, uh, I think, just this season of the podcast, like three or four times I've heard, like, people's introduction to Optic was the Sweat Bannon video. Um, oh, which yeah. is of course like it's i think it's still in his top five mo- it might still be his number one video i think it is um so it's just a huge like i said like right before we were talking about this like my introduction was back in sniping but like most people i talked to their introduction was freaking scumps sweat bannon video oh yeah which is an insane gameplay i mean it's iconic it, it's iconic it's the shitty thing is like someone i was talking to pointed it out he had a video uh, this year or last year where he reacted to it or like rewatched it. And in that video, he said, like, you'll just never see this again, like because mm-hmm. of skill based matchmaking, like, you're just never going to be able to go 88 and 0 again. Unless I guess if you go on like a. Um, like a VPN. Yeah, like VPN or like a burner account or something like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or like you tank your KD so that way you can get into lobbies yeah, with like point like, four KD boost. players. Oh yeah, yeah. It's horrible. It's it's it's, it's weird. Pub stomping's no longer a thing, and it upsets me greatly because that was one thing that I truly loved doing was just brainlessly dropping sixty. Yeah. In a map where it's like, I, look, I don't, I can play music. I don't even have to have a headset on. I basically don't even need to have a gun in my hands. Everyone is just terrible. chilling. <laughs> yeah, or terrible. Yeah. I, and then every once in a while, you run into someone who stomps you, and that's part of Call of Duty. Like I feel like that was part of Call of Duty. Was like every once in a while, you get shit on. Yeah, I feel like now that uh, doesn't happen. Like two things on that. So like one, the every once in a while you get shit on. Like the persistent matchmaking lobbies, because it's like if you're frying, frying, you're dropping 40, 50, 60 kills like pretty much every game without even thinking, and then you get some guy on the other team that matches you, and like beats you or something, but then you get to stay in the game lobby with them, and like talk shit and go back and forth and like try to get him next round or if matchmaking really want to fuck with people put you two on the same team together and then you're That'd just like cool. but one you're both challenging each other to like see mm-hmm. who can drop more but also it's fun because you're just blasting the enemy team oh yeah like that's i think that's, that's like a huge part of it that i feel like is just been lost over the years unfortunately because like i love that like modern warfare 3 that was my jam 
I was talking to a coworker yesterday about just like different videos I want to make and like how all the things, all the types of videos I used to want to make that like really got me into this aren't really a thing anymore. Like sniper montages aren't really a thing anymore. Plus I don't like sniping in the newer Call of Duty games. Um, regular like gameplay commentaries, not really a thing anymore. Like a lot of YouTube videos for gaming is like you see some occasional tips and tricks, but a lot of it is like stream highlights and VODs, which like I kind of hate. And I was like, the thing is, right, is like back when I first got introduced to this and I didn't have any of the equipment for it, I would always think like, man, all you have to do is like get on, get a good gameplay, come up with a topic, talk about it. <laughs> like, do you know how fucking hard it is to get a good gameplay now? Like I used to go in, I could probably yes. get like a 60, 70 kill gameplay every day back in like one or three black ops multiple two. times a day yeah but yeah. black ops 2 was so you say that modern warfare 3 was your jam and i i i totally understand why that game was immaculate um black ops i think 2 it was as like well yeah black ops 2 is like i think the like the pivot point for call of duty where it was like we're going up now like there's nothing but up like this is the mm-hmm. the the point where it's all going to get better and that game was amazing for Tons of reasons, but my favorite one was being able to drop into a map and possibly get like two to three swarms in one life. Yeah. And you'd sit there and you'd be like, I don't know how these people aren't killing me. That just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. There's, it's just not a thing. Like being able to just, you know, sit in a corner real quick while you call in all your streaks and you're just like, like they're just walking past you. Oh, yeah. You're like how? how Those people don't they? exist anymore. They yeah. do, or while they do, you well, just they, don't see them anymore. You just if you're decent at the game you don't see him you don't get in those lobbies like we were talking about this earlier how um you know cold war was very catered towards the competitive scene one of the things i tell everybody is like my public matches were sweatier than my ranked matches oh yeah like the skill base was so aggressive in that game and i think that's one of the reasons i didn't enjoy it because i actually enjoyed a lot about the game the gun feel the time to kill the movement mechanics like a lot of it was actually really really good what i didn't enjoy was that I could never just relax and play the game. Like I always I would had agree, hundred percent. Sweat my ass off. It was like, what was the desert map? I don't remember exactly what the it was big called. One? Yeah, the with huge the, one was it like the dunes satellite? on the left side. Satellite. Thank you. Perfect. Okay. So I'm like, I know satellite I, I, was a big part of the map. That was it. That was it for sure. Uh, I, I'm. I love sniping. Sniping's like every game that I've I ever played. Counter Strike. That that game was initially the hardest game to snipe on in, in any Call of Duty I've ever played. And I've sniped in every Call of Duty yeah, there is. Same. And it's like I, I, I thought about it and I'm like, dude, something's got to be weird. So uh, eventually I saw a post that Crim6 made where he was saying that sniping in that game was like the easiest of any Call of Duty he'd ever seen. And I was mm-hmm. like, OK, so I get he's a pro. OK, but like, what am I doing wrong here? Real quick fucking literally same like okay. i've sniped like i we were talking about earlier my introduction to a lot of call of duty into optic was sniping so it's been a big part of my call of duty career and i had the hardest time in cold war but every tweet i saw was about how easy it was and i was just like maybe maybe i'm washed i don't know so i eventually found that there's settings in your ads multipliers where you can drop your your ads sense for high zoom down to like 0.03 or like 0.06 or maybe it was 0.3 or 0.6 
Uh, and Crimsic said, if you do that, it's basically like having like super aim assist on your snipers. And I was like, OK, all right, we'll see how this goes. We'll try it out. And on satellite, I swear it was like night and day difference. Night and day. Because you don't even need to basically be looking at that. it. It's crazy. But that's that's what I mean is like there's all these like that game specifically. There were so many small little things that you wouldn't know unless you either play the game all the time. Talk to pros, talk to people who are devs, talk to people who like data mine, like all these small little nuances that you would never think of. And it made all the world of difference. I went from dropping like 16 kills in one game of satellite trying to level up my sniper to like 30 something. And I'm like, OK, well, I'm sweating the whole time either way. But at least now I'm getting kills. See, I. I don't think I ever found that setting because like I eventually got like OK at sniping, like comfortable, I guess. Mm. But like I never got to a point where I felt like it was the easiest sniping in any Call of Duty game. Like, yeah, I, I, I got agree. diamond on my snipers, which was a grind. But like. I'm kind of mad I never found that set, like if it was that big of a night and day difference, I probably would have loved sniping in that game. It was so fun. And and the other thing, too, is like sniping's weird because I feel like there's a stigma against it from people who watch competitive where it's like, put it up. You don't need it. It's search like your own three. Put your sniper away. And it's like, I don't think you understand. I, I like, think th things are weird. There's two things to sniping. There's pub sniping, right? Which oh, is your montage, trick shots, feed, stuff like that. But sniping in the pro level I get it. Most of the time, you know, maybe it doesn't really work. Maybe it seems like you're not contributing. Maybe you are dropping a donut, you're 0 3, 0 4, and it's like, okay, put it away, like get out a ray gun. But the, the role that sniping plays in competitive for me is like, one, just having a sniper puts a little bit of like early map pressure on. Like you can't let yourself get picked, and it maybe makes you play it a little bit different. But mm -hmm. two, I think for from a viewership standpoint, like you need a sniper in competitive just for the occasional crazy ass flashy snipes like black ops 4 like simp and dashy like, would have been imagine if they could snipe in cold if, war imagine if they banned sniping in black ops 4 it wouldn't have been nearly as like fun. i i get that you know a lot of the times it doesn't seem great but like you need those highlight flashy like imagine banning dunking in basketball yeah it's like that's a great comparison yeah it's like i get that you know, a lot of the times there's maybe different plays, but you get like a good dunk. Like you need that highlight real play. Oh, yeah. That's how you don't get the casuals to start to come over a little bit is the flashy plays, even if it's with oh, regular yeah. guns, 1v3s and search and stuff like. And the other advantage that sniping gives you is, is as you were saying, like it, it makes you play a little slower and lock down lanes. So like especially on some of the newer maps like Desert Siege, where you have the entire one yeah. side of the maps, a giant open lane like it's it's super important that you have at least someone watching it and the sniper's gonna be able to see it more than anybody else yeah but, uh formal actually is one of the people who i watched a lot of sniping with and he's more of a competitive sniper clearly not as much a montage yeah. style sniper like dashy i feel like you could go either way simp you could go either way like they could drop into a pub and just shit on everybody and it'll mm -hmm. be fun to watch formal is much more methodical it seemed and was more about like the tactics behind it and his take was that a sniper is only 50% the gun and 50% the player. Because if you are giving out the best comms in the world and you know where their team is almost entirely based on the fact that you have like a five time zoom scope so you can see them across the map, your team's already in an advantage and you can get a one shot kill. Yeah. So like 50% of it isn't even the gun itself. It's just the utility of seeing everything. And just playing for info. 
exactly which is like, and i feel like something... that's what a lot of people don't do yeah yeah like a lot of like if you hop into a ranked game with you know casual ranked players and stuff even if you're pretty high up the ladders like a lot of um the, a lot of competitive casual players that think they want to go pro and maybe they are nasty at the game their mindset is too selfish it's how can i drop 30 this map how can i drop 12 in this search and it's like okay i get it you know that's flashy it's great it's it's great to boost your stats and everything but are you using that sniper so you can get a bunch of early picks and look good or are you using it to gain information for your team and you know maybe fuck grab the sniper get the information get a kill and then swap your sniper out for an ar exactly like maybe Especially your role's not like even this. to get a kill with the sniper it's just the info yeah. and that's like almost more important than the first pick itself like that, oh, 100%. And, and I totally agree that there's way too many people who and, and I, selfish may not even be the term because I think it's like I don't know if it's uh, as much of a self-aware thing as that as it's like, oh, I'm going to get a whole bunch of kills. It's more of like I, a, I think it's kind of subconscious. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like it's almost like the the ego of COD players. And this is just across all COD players. Like every COD player has is some form of ego, whether it's little or big doesn't matter everyone has like even like a slight one almost unique to call of duty too yeah i and like i think you see uh, it occasionally in other games but like call of duty or league different. of legends oh, call of duty's nuts i don't think there's another game on the planet that has a community that's as volatile but as loving as call of duty is like yeah. we hit every spectrum of hate and love across the entirety of our community and it's oh, yeah. really weird it is weird and that's like where you say ranked players can be selfish, and I, I agree. But I think a lot of it is like misunderstanding that winning isn't just getting 60 kills and whatever hill time. Like there's so many more intricacies to the game of Call of Duty than just get a kill and stand on the hill. Like mm -hmm. especially in a game with squad spawns like Vanguard. So a, a perfect example, a friend of mine who's cracked, like he's shooting bullets on ropes at people. The dude doesn't miss. But I've told him multiple times, I'm like, Hey, like we lost like five games in a row now, and it's not because you don't have hill time because you have 35 seconds like you're an AR. You should be you shouldn't be on hill. Yeah, at like all you should like that's have, fine. You should not. You should never have three minutes on the hill as an AR. Exactly. <laughs> but I also need you to like bump. So like you you sat on a heady for the entirety of P2. And what I needed you to do was bump to hill while I respawned. I'll get spawns. And then that way we can rotate sooner. But those are all things where it's like if you're just thinking about how many kills you're going to get or how many points you get, it's like you're never going to think of those things. And yeah. I feel like dirty work players and just to name a few like Pristini, like Pristini is a really good player who doesn't have a spot in the league right now. But he's one of those players like or Mac melts from Seattle. Mm -hmm. All these players are like dirty work players where it's like you don't want to carry bomb. That's fine. I'll do it. I don't I don't care. You, you, you want to win? I'll lay down in this corner and play for info. I don't need a kill. That's fine. We'll just yeah. we'll chill. I like those players do not get enough love in the league, in my opinion. hundred percent. Well, it's something like you see this across a lot of sports, like any dirty work position in anything competitive. Like there's not a stat that can be associated to what you're contributing. Right. And little things like like bumping the hill right during a respawn. Yep. It's like the only stats that you're going to see contributed is like maybe the three seconds he got on hill time during your respawn. It's three mm -hmm. seconds. It's not going to seem important unless it's a tight game. Exactly. So like there's a lot of that that just goes underlooked. And it's weird for me because like I started out as, you know, a sniper and then Modern Warfare 3. I started to transition a little bit more into just like a insane pub stomper. 
And then Black Ops 2, I transitioned into competitive. Now, if you guys are listening or watching and you guys played ranked or league play or watched competitive Call of Duty Black back in Black Ops 2 when Hardpoint first came into the game, like your roles were very different in that game. Like I was an anchor or like occasional secondary anchor. And like in that game, your anchor really didn't have to bump hill like your job was to control spawn and like you pretty much just sat on the heady watching it was okay to have zero time on hill like it was normal like the map i always think of because i think it's just like the perfect example is slums anchor like you Mm -hmm. literally just sat in headies the entire time except for on p1 p1 was like the only one right yeah that's the first yeah Mm -hmm. run right around the fountain that was like the only one that you had to like you had to control the spawn to make sure you were set up for p2 but there wasn't like a singular heady that you could just camp on. But yeah. P two, three, four, you just sat on headies the entire time. You never bumped hill, like you just and, play backside of sight and hold a heady. Yeah, and like that's that was my introduction to competitive Call of Duty. And I played along that role. And it's transitioned to where like now, yeah, you still have an anchor, you still have, you know, an entry sub, objective player, flex player, but everyone's kind of a flex player. And I've transitioned to like, I saw this mostly in Black Ops 4 where it's like, I became more of a true flex player. I think that's where I do my best work. I I get to get a lot of information. I get to poke in and out, but I also get to kind of do my own thing. And I feel like I'm just a smart enough player that that's where I'm going to contribute the most is being able to do whatever I want on the map. And I I think flex players have it not not a harder than other players so i think like designated subs their jobs are hardest just because you have to get closer couldn't i could not play a sub in today's day and age oh it's too fast trust me i try and ranked play all the time and i get housed dude i get absolutely housed it's not fun cage not my thing modern warfare was the last game that i feel like i could actually actually not cold war i held my own i just it doesn't feel natural though yeah i I feel like i have to really think about what i'm doing and do things very intentionally. Whereas if, if I'm playing a flex role, it's like, I don't want to say autopilot because you shouldn't necessarily, I, I get to enter my flow zone very yes. easily as a flex. I'm glad you use that terminology. Yeah. I've been I going, think flow I've, zone's been, like I've been a huge watching thing. some fucking crazy ass YouTube videos about like how to intentionally enter flow zone. Really? Yeah. That's kind of crazy so like i uh, i've always played like any kind of call of duty where it's like uh, or shooter for that matter i used to play counter-strike rainbow six siege PUBG, uh you name it i'll play like pretty much any of the first person shooters Mm -hmm. um and that flow zone or flow state that people will talk about i I feel like there's a point in call of duty where you know you hit it and then all you have to do is just like black out yeah you just have to not think so there's looking at the psychology behind it because it's actually something that's been studied for like years like that's actually part of it is like basically that blackout type thing Mm -hmm. it's like once you hit it you have to intentionally not get out of it it's weird it's super weird like like it's like thinking about it takes you out of it holes on youtube and like i'll notice it in myself i'll be like okay i'm frying like i'm in the flow zone and then i'm like okay now i just can't let myself think too much but i also have to let myself think the right amount because i'm just over analyzing everything and it's like the the game that i probably was the best at that in was probably black ops 2 ctf like oh, yeah. i would hit that and i'd be like 
counting like i'd be looking at gamer tags in the kill feed counting down every single person's spawn and i'd be like all right snowflake spawning up in three seconds in the back left corner all right he's up kill him like and it was just autopilot oh like, yeah that's the game i feel like that's why i still love ctf because it's so ingrained in me from black ops 2 ctf like my ability to do that it's in the same way that you know you hear people talk about like skump's ability to do like domination math in his head mm-hmm like how it's just fucking freak of nature. He's just like, yeah, we need to hop on B for two seconds. Otherwise, we're going to lose by three. Like B, domination, I, I can't that. really do that with. There's too much math involved, even though I'm good at math. But CTF, I'm terrible at math. I'm CTF only good at like COD math. Really? Like, COD math is the only math I can do. Like I, I, I have a lot of friends who are like business majors, math majors, like all kinds like of math good people. good at math. Yes, like they're legitimately good at math. And yeah. then I'll sit down and we'll play Call of Duty and they'll be like, Hey, so like when can we get a loadout? I'm like, we can afford it now. And then it takes them like 45 seconds to like sit there and like add up everyone's totals. I'm like, no, like I I can just tell you just by looking at it. Like we have 10K. Like we yeah. have enough. We're fine. Or like when you're playing hardpoint and I'm like, okay, well, we have 10 seconds left on hill. I know that there's one guy dead. The spawns are to my right. If uh, if we jump off hill, we can block spawn, go to the other side. Like all those like small little like, oh, well, I know I have three seconds till they spawn. And you only know that because you've been like checking the kill feed like yeah. you've been watching and it's like I, I wish that you could translate that or i wish i could translate that to other things but i'm okay with it just being call of duty yeah i'm happy with that what's fun is like i've got a buddy that he used to really just play hardcore tdm with his brother like split screen black ups too and then he started playing with me more and more and like i feel like i kind of took him under my wing and modern warfare i iw was probably the first game that he truly got like pretty nasty in and then Modern Warfare was the first game that I was like, damn, you might actually be better than me at this game. No other Call of Duty, but Modern Warfare, like, he was definitely the better of the two of us. But it's weird because I've seen little things like like watching the kill feed and paying attention to actual player names and stuff. Like, every once in a while, he'll be like, oh, yeah, so-and-so is dead right now. And I'll be like, I'll use pronames for an example, right? I'll be like, all right, Clay's on a five streak. We got to find him and shut that down. And, like, every once in a while, I'll see him make similar callouts, and I'm like yes young padawan <laughs> yes young padawan <laughs> yeah it's been it's it's super cool like just seeing little things like that rub off I'm like huh. i love that I, I love like the and i'm not i'm not some crazy player but i've been watching enough pro call of duty for years and years and years now that i feel like i can sit down and tell people like hey like here's what you might be doing wrong and i'm not yeah. i'm not opposed to well, hearing that myself but i ask for it um, that's something I started doing in Warzone because, like, I fucking hate Warzone. After year one of Warzone, I was pretty much done. Like, various changes. There's, it's not in a good state. I think most people that play it would agree. But I am excited for Warzone 2. We'll talk about that a little bit. I actually put down uh, Modern Warfare 2 trailer because, obviously. Um, but something I started doing is, like, I was a pretty good Battle Royale player when you know, battle royale started coming to console and I started getting my hands on more of them. I was like, okay, I got pretty good at Fortnite. I got really good at apex for a short time. Um, PUBG, I'd say I got like above average, but never that like was my jam, never nasty. Um, and then with, you know, blackout, I went, okay, like call of duty, like call of duty is my game. I better be nasty at their battle royale. And I didn't really like blackout, unfortunately. Um, and then Warzone, the first uh, year came out and like I was pretty good, but I definitely felt like at times I was actually the one hurting 
excuse me. Um, I felt like I was the one hurting the team a little bit. So I started intentionally asking, okay, guys, like you guys know how good at Call of Duty I am. What can I do better to help the team? Because like something, I feel like I'm not doing something right. No, I I, I totally agree. I think Warzone and, was a, a, a good game for that too. Yeah, and then that's something that once I started asking, it's weird because it puts people in a weird position. Um, so like something that you should do in general um, to further develop your skills is like you should have, you know, someone that, is like a mentor to you right and then there's you but you should also find somebody to teach because by finding someone to teach like you just end up developing that skill even further because like you're teaching them you have to know more than them and you have to find new things to teach them and it keeps you honest too because you can't teach them bs otherwise it's like it won't work and then they'll know it won't work so like like, if you you know yeah you both know like Mm -hmm. you know you're teaching them bs and even if they don't know like they're gonna find out yeah um now I whether have done it's that. like trial by fire or if someone just tells them straight up like they were wrong like someone's gonna tell them yeah i have done that with my buddy because he did get pretty much like as good at me and like i said in mw he was better than me i think i was still smarter than he was as a call of duty player but he was just nastier on the sticks so i did start using him as like a test rat like there'd be things that i would think would work that's so wrong. <laughs> I would think would work. And I was like, he's good enough that I could tell him to do it and test my theory. And like, especially in Warzone and Modern Warfare, like I said, he was better than me. So it's like I was more confident giving him like this big maybe because I'm like, OK, if someone's gonna, of the two of us that's going to pull it off, it's probably going to be him. He's better at the game right now. Um, so that was interesting. But what was really cool is like when I started asking for feedback directly, uh, it puts people like I become the person that they're coaching and that they're teaching so they get better they have to analyze things and like intentionally think about okay well shit what can you do better like you know maybe i've been in autopilot for too long oh yeah that was cool i I started applying that across all all games and it's it's definitely helped i think that's a good practice and actually speaking specifically about warzone um warzone i've played a lot of warzone so uh, I've always been a BR head since PUBG was in beta. Uh, Damn. I, I played a lot of it. Um, yeah, well, I used to be a, a PC kid uh, way back in high school. And then I moved and my PC broke when I moved. So I had to switch back to my Xbox. Well, actually, I Frankensteined my computer and my brothers together and made one that worked. But then that stopped working, too. Um, <laughs> so eventually I just had to switch to console. So when we switched to console, it was like great timing because PUBG was coming out on console. But like the finished version, well, their finished version. Yeah. Um, like Blackout PUBG's was hitting. Why like, I got into Fortnite. There you go. Fortnite and I, I personally on Xbox hate Fortnite. First, but. And I was like, I was so excited for PUBG coming December 5th, 2017. I wake up Twitter. Uh, Twitter feed has a Fortnite announcement. I said, what the fuck is this? Oh, it's a battle royale. Like it looks kind of whack, but it, it, it'll be my first battle royale. It'll teach me the ropes of like zone rotation and stuff. So I can mm-hmm. get ready for PUBG. And then PUBG came out on Xbox and it was terrible. It, it ran, was horrible. It ran so poorly that I just stuck with oh, Fortnite. It was atrocious. So anywho, it was like the most saddening thing. Anywho, continue. Um, so so you transition to console, which is good oh. timing. BRs are coming out, PUBG's coming out. So transitioning to console, it was uh it was vastly different, especially in BRs. And Warzone was one of those ones where I was like, okay, so like I play all the BRs. Like I've played all of them. I played Fortnite, wasn't a fan. I've played PUBG. I've played like 
uh, Darwin Project was that weird one where people could vote on like what you get in the game. I, I played like you name it. I've played it as far as BRs go. I don't enjoy a lot of them. Prime. Oh yeah, H one Z one in its prime was amazing. Like, I sucked at it, but it was so fun. That, that's probably one of the only games where I'm like truly jealous that I wasn't a PC gamer, just to experience that game in its prime. It was so good, but it was it was similar to how uh, I feel about Call of Duty now, where it's like that skill gap between you and the person better than you is like so overly defined now. Uh, just by the way that they've added all the skill gaps, like slide canceling, different aim I mechanics, like things canceling. like that. H1Z1 was that, but without, like, the nuances. It was just, hey, if they're better than you, they're going to shit all over you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. So I would get shit on a lot, there and wasn't it was not like great, that gradual it improvement to, like, okay, I can see that I'm catching them. Yeah, it no. Was just, it, it they're was, unreachable. It felt like you were fighting Ninja all the time. Like, there was... Damn. It, it was like you had people who you would kill and or well okay so i'm saying this is a very very casual h1z1 player i played a lot of it but i sucked atrociously uh it was a lot of fun from like a shoot and loot aspect where like you would run into somebody off spawn and you're like oh i get to have a fight now like that's cool but mm -hmm. later in the game people are just smarter than you and they know, like they shoot great so you would just get dunked on and you're like okay all right well i guess i have to try and get better but and then you beat those guys and then there's another tier of people above them and then another tier of people above them and it felt like it never ended and truthfully that's how csgo felt to me too like csgo i played a ton of the ranked ladder through high school like tons and tons and tons of it. i think i have like 2.5 thousand hours on csgo that's how much time uh, i have on modern warfare 2 really yeah it's that's impressive it's, I'm, I'm pretty like proud of it. That's like genuinely impressive. I'm I've got, between the three accounts I had, I have uh, in multiplayer alone close to 90 days. That's yeah. th that's awesome. Most people would say that's scary, but I think that's awesome. I'm pretty proud of that one. I'm like, most people put that into a game like Skyrim, where it's like seemingly oh, yeah. never ending. There's always something else to do. I'm like, I put that into a single Call of Duty game's multiplayer. And then I that's continued scary. to do that for like another three years. Not quite that many days, but like 20 five to 30 days every year that's scary i used to put it uh, see i can't go backwards and play call of duties like that it's just not in me i have I, like a weird mental block I about it didn't love black ops one a ton so i played a lot of mw2 that year as well um and then it's just like my it, it's the game that i can like always go back to if the servers were like still active right now i'd just i'd play the fuck out of it right now I'd put another 30 days in between now and the next God. There you go. Like, I, I, so as yeah, long I, as those servers were active, anytime I was like, just not feeling whatever I was playing, like that was always the game I could go back to. It's like your comfort game. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I was good at it. So it's like, I could go in Don't. and just not give a shit and like still do well. Or like there, there are so many different ways to play that game too. Right. It wasn't like games now where you have, you know, two or three meta guns that if you're not using, you're just going to get shit on. It's like, I could go in and, and snipe and free for alls. I dude, I hopped in December 21st last year, a TikTok blew up saying everybody get back on MW2 on this day. I was finding matches in like 30 seconds. The servers were crazy active. Found these two Australian dudes. I ran a uh, private match sniper lobbies with them for like four hours straight until like 6am. And That's I was like, nuts. like 30 minutes in, I'd beat him a couple times. And like, they were hosting they're like, dude, we can't lose to a guy on a two bar. And like, I was starting to kind of warm up, get used to the game again that I haven't played in a few years. And so I'm like, it's only going to get worse for them. 
like just the amount of hours I put in this game. And like, now I'm getting comfortable with it again. But they were like, dude, no, we can't lose to a guy on a two bar. Like one more time, one more time. And I was like, guys, cause they're like, dude, it's getting pretty late. You want to get off? I'm like, guys, just to give you a warning, I could literally sit here and run sniper lobbies for hours in this game. Like I can't, oh, yeah. it's impossible for me to get bored of. And so we fucking ran it for like four hours. It was a great. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Anyway, sounds sorry. like one of those. Sorry times. to interrupt. Had to go down the rabbit trail. Continue. Oh, no, BRs. Listen, man, uh, we were talking H1Z1. Um, CSGO. You were on CSGO. You put like you said, two point five k hours or so. So in the with all ladder. that time in CSGO, I was saying that the ranked ladder felt similar to H1Z1, and that like every time that you hit a new level of good, it feels like the people above you are unreachable, and then eventually you'll get there. But like that feeling of I'm not ever going to be as good as the people above me was like a constant. Mm-hmm. And it's it's weird because Call of Duty doesn't necessarily feel that way. Call of Duty, because it's so not casually catered, but because so many people play it casually, it doesn't have that same like, oh, these godlike players are just never going to be. Yeah. Like, it's a little bit me. more of a linear trajectory up the yeah. skill gap. Now, that's not to say that pros aren't insane. Like ranked play against pros feels horrible. Like it feels bad. Like I, I've played against Attach or no with Attach. I've played against Cami. I've played with Paul X, with Dave Patty. Uh, I it's just, I played against Lou Fire, Fire Forty. I played against Detach in Vanguard's beta. Oh really? Yeah. How'd um, that go? He was on my team for my game, thankfully. It, he was not on my team, and it went as it should. Um, yeah. Yeah. He he was frying. I was doing all right, but like he was like the one guy on the enemy team that it was just like seemed unkillable. And that and that's what I mean by like you're doing and all this right. This is in like, Vanguard where the time to kill is so fast that oh like yeah. if anything, it should be easier to kill pros, I feel like, in a game with a faster time to kill. Cause like even if they're smarter and play the game better, they just have less time to escape with their lives. Yeah. There's like less cushion. Yeah. 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 Versus like a game like Cold War with a higher time to kill, it's like if you don't kill them in those first, you know, four or five bullets, they will outsmart you and beat you. They'll turn on you. Yeah. And they'll shoot straighter than you. And too. they will shoot straighter than you. <laughs> yeah. It's it's wild. And that's that's uh that's kind of where I was going with like the not so unkillable thing is like I think that Call of Duty is is so much helpful to the casual player that it, it brings the skill gap a little bit closer. Now that's not to say that there's not a clearly defined skill gap. Like I use auto tax sprint because I don't have four hundred dollars for a new controller every time one breaks because I'm mashing my left stick in. Yeah. Or like whatever, you know, rules there may be, or like G eight guns that's, or attachments dude, that's or whatever. Why I hate slide canceling. Like not because, you know, I'll end up needing to buy new controllers all the time, because I my fucking thumbs hurt, bro. <laughs> oh, here, let me show you. So I had last time I played Warzone, I one. iced my hands afterwards. Here's two controllers, and there's a third somewhere over there that all have broken left sticks just from Call of Duty in the past three years from Tax Sprint. Damn. That's it. And it's it's horrifying because like Doug Sensor Martin talks a lot about how like it's not good for your hands health. It's not good for pretty oh, much no. anything except for skill gap, which I get. But I think it's listen, just a, an unnecessary skill gap. Like that that's what I don't like about the the trajectory of skill gaps right now across a lot of shooters is like like Halo I think does it fairly well with its like sliding mechanics and drop sliding and stuff. Like mm-hmm. yes, that's a skill gap. There's things to learn, 
but it's not so abusable in a way that you're exhausted after playing it. It's like slide canceling. I'm like, what is people like, like you see it in TikTok comments all the time regarding anything slide canceling. Anytime someone says slide canceling is dumb, the comments are like, they're always filled with tell me you can't slide cancel without telling me you can't slide cancel. Yeah. Like, oh, he's just it's mad because he can't do it. It's like it really doesn't do anything to the game. Like it doesn't change the, the gunfight encounter very much. Like, yeah, you can close gaps a little differently. You can evade a little bit. But it's like if you're in an open field and someone's slide canceling and you can still shoot straight, their slide canceling is not preventing them from dying. Like nine out of ten times, you're still going to kill them. It's not doing anything. That's fair. I, I think that I only disagree with it not being that uh, much of a difference to combat only in the sense that it's like, yes, in open fields or like larger areas, it doesn't do as much for you. But specifically in Vanguard anyway, at least from yeah, what I've noticed play, and in Modern Warfare 2019, too. Yeah. Places where there's like an infinite number of headies or there's a lot of close corners. Slide canceling is a detriment yeah. to like actually being able to play. So. For example, well, so you, you like, say that like you played snaking. a lot of Modern Warfare 2, right? Like, snaking shares that same thing, kind of. It's like, in a place where there's a lot of headies, it's like, you can basically infinite snake. I think snaking's less abusable. It is. I, I think that, I think that well, slide canceling as a mechanic exhausting. is... That's very true, very <laughs> true. And I think snaking is, is, like, again, like, stigmatized. Like, I feel like slide canceling should have the same theory behind it as snaking, where it's like... Okay, like if you're snaking, that's annoying, but it's what people do. So it's like if you're slide canceling and you're breaking my camera around a corner because you just mash your buttons fast enough and spun to your left, like, okay, that's cool. But what does that do for the mechanics of the game? Like, I like it from a speed standpoint. I think it makes everything feel a lot faster. It makes yeah. it feel more fluent. It makes well, it feel like, really good. It's like uplink in a jetpack Call of Duty. You know, yes, there's all this exactly. hate around the, the jetpack games. But the one thing pretty much everyone will agree with is how fun they were to watch. Because yes. they're just fast. Like, it fast makes for way more fun. entertaining plays. And yeah. like even from playing standpoint, like I can sit down and play Call of Duty. And if you put me in an older Call of Duty, it feels too clunky now. Like I played Apex for the first time in a long time a couple weeks ago. After grinding the shit out of Warzone for the last three years? Uh, Yeah. And the movement is almost the opposite. So like yeah. in, in Modern Warfare, it's you build momentum, slide, and then you keep that momentum to get your sprint back. But in Apex, it's the opposite. You start sprinting, slide to gain momentum, and then hold the momentum with your sprint as opposed to using it to slide further. Yeah. So, and one of my good friends plays a lot of Apex. He's in the ALGS. So I'm like, okay, like, what am I doing wrong here? And as he's explaining this to me, I'm like, dude, this game just feels so clunky. I feel like I can't move. Like, I'm used to being able to, like, whip around corners and zip through windows and... yeah. It's it's weird because I'm, I'm worried about what the newer Call of Duty... Because you, you even mentioned that you were talking about the trailer... I'm worried about what the new Call of Duty is going to bring as far as movement goes, because if it's too clunky, I feel like a lot of people are going to say it's too different. But if it's too fast, they're going to be like, it's the same shit. So, so that's the double edged sword. That is the Call of Duty community, which I'll get mm -hmm. to in a second. So like first battle royale, I really grinded was Fortnite. Apex comes out and I'm like, dude, this feels so fast. And then like Modern Warfare, it's like, oh, my, you can get in an engagement every 30 seconds. It's like they made a fucking multiplayer out of battle royale game. And then I went back to Fortnite and back to Apex and I was like, Fortnite felt atrociously slow. And like even Apex, I maxed out my FOV and I was like, dude, this game feels so slow. Like I can't believe I used to think this felt fast. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, luckily for me, I haven't played Warzone heavily in almost two years. So, like, I don't feel that anymore, and I am having a ton of fun in Apex. I also think Apex is the hardest Battle Royale game. There's just so many things. Like, I, I think that really just the hero shooter mechanic and the way the teams build out makes it have infinitely more things to think about during an engagement. Um, versus Call of Duty is like, yeah, there's still a lot to think about, but most of the gunplay itself is gunplay itself is still around just like point aim shoot mechanics yeah um, i would agree i i think apex has a lot of like uh, apex uh, first of all n- nothing against apex i love apex it's a great game i'm just really bad at it and it's not my speed yeah but, but like, it's I like coming, coming from, from warzone. like switching from warzone to apex at first when i was playing warzone a lot felt super clunky super slow and like and everyone was, feels like a rat yeah it was it's shocking like everyone's to me. Uh, that I used to feel like it was super fast. Cause like I said, it was way faster than Fortnite. It, it, I don't know. It was weird. Um, talking about the, uh, the double edged sword. That's the COD community. Like you look now and, you know, having played for so long and, and you've played longer than I have. Um, what's the thing that we said, you know, come call of duty ghosts during the year that ghost was out. Most people didn't like it. It's kind of too different. I didn't it was, it was personally. I, 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 I don't know. It was weird. Like it's, I remember not liking it, but now looking back, I'm like, how did I not like it? It was actually so good. Searching that game was incredible. Like the guns felt really good. Like the maps, I think it's also because we've gotten a lot of shitty call of duties for the last couple of years. So, and naturally you just look at the that. past with rose tinted glasses, but you know, come ghost, like everybody in the Call of Duty community was like, dude, like you're just giving us the same game every year. Give us something different. Innovate. Like, you know, back when Call of Duty 4 came out and Modern Warfare 2 came out, like you guys made all these changes to kill streaks and perks and all that. Like, where's all the innovation now? So what do they do? They gave us jetpacks. And everyone fucking loved Advanced Warfare at first. And then very quickly, we all went, this isn't Call of Duty, dude. Call of Duty is a boots on the ground game. Why would you go and mix it? Like, this isn't even Call of Duty. It's so like, fast. You asked for different. You got different. You just didn't like the different that you got. And then we get World War II, <laughs> which was a terrible game. at a good ranked system, but it was a terrible game. It's sad when you have to like point out the very small, minute, good thing about a game to give it that like, oh, but it... It had it that, had this. you know, like it had a good rank system. Yeah. Out of 10 things, it had one good thing yeah. and nine really shitty things and war. I think war was a really fun game mode. That's like all I played in that game. Um, and then you get, you know, Black Ops 4, they they switched to um, was Black Ops 4 was after World War II, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. World War II, Black Ops 4, Modern, Modern Warfare 2019, 2019, Cold War this. Yeah. So. You get Black Ops 4. We switched to a 5v5 format. That's a little bit different. We introduced, you know, hero shooters into a boots on the ground game. You get uh Stim Well, Shot. even before that, you have Black Ops 3 that did it too. And Black Ops 3 was like a weird mix between the two where you had wall running, jetpacks practically. I think it was just advanced well, movement. You you saw this slope of what the jetpacks were used for. Like they they did scale down every single year. Mm-hmm. Right. You had Advanced Warfare, which had crazy jetpack mechanics. You had Black Ops 3, which I didn't play that much, but a lot of people think it's the best jetpack game. And it was this I kind of hybrid. Personally. 
And then you got Infinite Warfare, which I think was the best jetpack game. And I oh, loved it. Oh, it was the best. It you want to talk about Call of Duty? So smooth. So, oh. it, it played like butter. And it had, in my opinion, like the perfect amount of jetpack mechanics, which was basically Titanfall movement almost. Like it was, yeah, it's like it nerfed like, Titanfall movement. Yeah, it was like you had wall running and like double boosting, but that was it. There was no side boosting. There was no ground pound. Like it was a very minimal jetpack usage. I loved it. And then, you know, you get World War II, which again sucked. You have Black Ops 4, which reintroduces hero shooters, but on just a boots on the ground level. But you also get Stimshot format moves to 5v5. You get modern, which I think Stimshot ruined the game. I think Black Ops 4 minus Stimshot is one of my favorite Call of Duty games. I think I Stimshot, really like Stimshot was a terrible addition, which sucks because when they announced it, I thought it was an incredible addition. I was like, dude, that's such a small skill gap related thing that changes the way a gunplay happens. And then everybody used it and it became super spammable. And I was like, I feel like Stimshot is where players learn to ego chow everything. And you stopped getting punished for making a stupid play. Yeah, I think that actually I've never heard I'll, that before. I'll but that's a really good take with that. As, I think as that's a really an good AR take. player, primarily, like if I'm trying to map someone and they have an SMG, but the time to kill is just high enough that they can get away with their life, but then continue to push me because they stim shotted. Like, sorry, at, at a range, you should have no opportunity to push me like that when I have an AR. But the stim shot is letting you ego chow. And on occasion, you're getting away with that. And then you throw in Modern Warfare, you still have stim shot, but now you also have slide canceling. And like, maybe I'm just complaining being a main AR, but I'm like, you stopped having to play the game intelligently and you got to just be dummy aggressive. You just go brain dead and hold left stick forward. That's literally like, that's that's my that's my biggest argument with stim shot. I think Stimshot in the newer CODs is way more toxic than it was in Black Ops 4. It's because Black Ops 4. Oh, yeah. But Black Ops 4, I feel like it was not like a pivotal mechanic, but the time to kill was way higher. You had a larger health pool, and the regen was so much slower. On the Stimshot. That I think that. Or on on your actual health, actually. Yes. yeah, Yeah. Like the actual health was slower. Like you had to be out of combat for a long time before it would regen. So like Stimshot was, I think, their way of trying to speed up what they thought could be a slower game. Yeah. And then I think it just similar to slide canceling where it wasn't necessarily the intended way for things to go. It just became abused because that's what gamers do. Yeah. Well, it's like and like I I think it happens across all games, though, is like there's always these mechanics that get abused. Like if you look at Apex, what tap strafing was the thing where people were like, oh, well, you know, if you can't tap strafe, you're just never going to hit Pred. And it's like I don't like that there's these mechanics where it's like, hey, this isn't something that the devs designed to be a skill gap. It's just, here's a thing. If you can break it, go ahead. Like, oh. I like that from a standpoint of, like, I watch speedruns. So, like, speedrunners break games all the time, and it's with a it's point. It's basically their job. Yes. But in yeah. Call of Duty, if you're sitting here breaking a mechanic, and it's causing me to, like, have to either use a setting that I don't usually use, change the way I play to a way that's really just not smart. It's just abusing a mechanic. Like all those things are not fun in my opinion. Yeah. And that, it is just my opinion though, to and, be fair. And same. And that's something I talked uh, on episode like two or three with sporty kid. Cause he's a big halo guy. So we talked a lot of like halo and like, we think about games similarly, just very analytical, very intentional. And like, ultimately I, I think it's just a balance issue, right? 
tell me a different tactical that people use that's not stim shot. Like what are from people Black using from from almost any game with stim shot? Like what are people using that's not stim shot? And if your answer if you struggle to come up with something, it's probably because stim shot is broken. If everybody's using it, it's broken. I like, would agree. If the game is well balanced, you should see a pretty decent use of everything. Mm-hmm. And that's something that Infinity Ward used to get really, really well in the Modern Warfare games is like, yeah, the time to kill is really fast, but it's like you saw classes from all sorts of guns. Crazy shit. Yeah. And like speaking on your you know comment about it, it's not something the devs intentionally designed. Modern Warfare 2, One Man Army, Noob Tubes, nobody in the development studio was going, yeah, people are going to put these two things together. They're going to use One Man Army plus a Noob Tube plus Danger Close Pro and have infinite Noob Tubes, and they're going to find ways to shoot them across the map and get nukes in 30 seconds. Nobody designed it that way. Not a single person. Like, no one thought that. Maybe one person in the studio realized it, and even then they were like, nah, they're not going to use it. It's Call of Duty community. They're too stupid. But at the end of the day, like, what's the one thing everybody remembers about Modern Warfare 2? One Man Army Nude Tubes, Nukes, Enemy AC-130 above, Intervention. Yep. Stopping power on every class. Like, those are like the yeah, that's four, three, four, five things that everybody will pick out of that game. Outside of, like, you know, cer- certain maps. You know, everyone's going to remember High Rise. Yeah. Well, yeah, and everyone's got their own, like, nostalgic piece of that yeah. game. But it's like, it's like such a huge thing, part of the world. And even if you talk about Modern Warfare 2 Remastered, which is like the number one requested remastered game, like almost across gaming, the one thing everyone's going to say is like, is it going to have Walmart Army YouTubes? Like, it's not something intentional. Tap strafing, not something intentional. Slide canceling, like stem shot. No one intends for these things to be used these ways. But when you get millions of players playing your game, people are going to find out how to break it. They're going to abuse it. And at that point, it's up to you as a developer to fix that. And that's something I think that Call of Duty has been really bad at. And I think part of it is because you have a lot of people playing your game and people are enjoying it. Like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But they're not looking at it as far as, like, if it's a broken mechanic or is it hurting them financially? Yeah, I I, I totally see what you're saying. I, I like the terminology, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, I use that all the time. Uh, but you're right. I, I think like when the, they think about the broken mechanics, <laughs> yeah, like they're thinking like, is this hurting like the people's experience? And people on the whole are probably saying no, like this is fine. Yeah. But there's there's like it's weird to me. And actually, I'm, I'm going to go back to where you were saying that Halo has their own slide cancel mechanic, but it's not really abusable. So like they, there's all these things that are like utilities in games. So like when you look at Halo, like their sliding is more of a utility than it is a mechanic. Where it's like if you can slide and jump around properly, like you might have a slight advantage over the person across from you, but it's not a world of difference. Like your movement is insane in Halo. Like if you're really good at moving, like you're better. But it's not strictly based on how you combo your buttons together to slide properly. Whereas in Call of Duty, it's like if you can't slide cancel as well as the guy who you're fighting, if you physically cannot move your hands fast enough, like you're at a disadvantage, and that. That has always been, in my opinion, like the saving grace of esports. Because if you look at traditional sports, like, sorry, but if you're five foot five and 120 pounds, your chances of playing in the NBA you're not are virtually zero. On anyone. Like, virtu- like, I'm not saying it cannot be done, 
but your odds are like less than fucking one percent. Like oh, yeah. you got to be pretty much minimum, minimum like five ten to six foot. Yeah, and like pretty athletic. You're not going to be in the NFL if you're not a certain physical build. And like, yeah, you can train to become more physical. You can train to get faster, stronger, etc. But like, you can't train yourself to go from six foot to six nine. You just can't fucking do it. So like, the saving grace for esports has always been like. Yeah, there is some raw talent there, but at the end of the day, like it's it's never been about being physically gifted. It's like if you play the game well enough and you play it smart enough, like you can get better. And now we're introducing things that it's like, well, like I said, like if you physically can't move your hands fast enough, like you're screwed. You're almost screwed. Yeah. It's and like it, it's wild. And it, uh, actually, I, I think like, I think it hurts long-term i agree and that's i think where i was going with it is like all of these weird nuances that they've accidentally or on purpose like vanguard has slide canceling on purpose whereas modern warfare 2019 it was an accident that they just left in the game um so like all these things that they keep adding where it's like hey this will be cool or like you know what about this fun mechanic it's like there's all these things that they're adding to try and like make variety in their game but the variety isn't variety it's just like weird stuff well, it's like, like uh, long shot. And I talked about like in one of the videos I got from the podcast was like designing the perfect Call of Duty game, which mm-hmm. I think we did a really good job on. And, you know, one of the things was like this approach to having fucking 50, 60, 70 attachments on your gun. It's like on one Why? hand, I like it because like, you know, for really, really nerdy players like myself, it is nice to have that level of control. But the problem is like, now it's way too complex as a new player if it's your first time playing call of duty what am i supposed to put on my gun i have six different barrel options to choose from three of them seem like they do the same thing and like one of those three is just better because the other two do the same thing but worse so it's like you're just adding confusion and like i get where it comes from you want to make it you want to give players more control you want to really let them tune the gun to their exact settings but it's like casual players don't give a shit about their exact settings they're just gonna end up googling the best build anyway you don't see every car manufacturer you don't see every car manufacturer letting people just producing freaking tuner cars because 90 percent of the people on the road don't give a shit they just want a car that drives and they want it to be they want it to maybe have certain things maybe they want a sport car maybe they want a certain amount of horsepower towing power etc i don't know because i'm not a car guy neither am i but like i feel like the point gets across like you don't cater to the mass majority by somehow giving them something 1% want. It just doesn't make sense. I think it's a very valid point. Actually, I have two questions for you then. Yeah. So my, my first question is, uh, so you were talking about how like the attachment systems in the newer games are getting a little too crazy. And I'd agree. Uh, I think that modern warfare 2019 was like the start of the end where it's like the start hey, of the crazy. Yeah, like yeah. where it's like, hey, here's like 12 different attachment slots. Figure out what you want to run. And it's it becomes a problem. Of, oh, hey, what do I have to put on here to be as good as the guy next to me, as opposed to what do I want on here? Yeah. It's like it, it becomes a Googling builds type thing, which is cool. I, I don't hate that. But b- would you think that games now or at least Call of Duty now would be better with the pick 10 system? Yeah, pick so 10 system was my favorite thing on the planet. So so I think we would need, you know, maybe like a pick 15 because things have gotten more complex. But I think a pick system would help. The other thing I think that would help is like I think it's I, I, th- I always thought it was dumb back in the day when you could only put like two attachments on your gun. Because it's like 
why should putting a reticle on my gun affect whether or not I can put a laser on my gun? Like they're two different parts of the weapon. Yeah. Like it was too restrictive. You should be able to make adjustments to every different part. I think the key is giving you all those options, but only having like two or three attachments per thing. So like two or three barrel attachments, two or three sights, two or three, you know, like laser type things like you don't need 30 different ACOG sites. I don't need 14 different magazines. Like give me a large magazine, give me a fast magazine and maybe give me like a hybrid or some shit like, like FMJ rounds or something. Mm -hmm. It's like, give me, you know, a faster strafing stock. Give me like no stock. Give me like a recoil control stock. Like, Give me or all give the, me the options, option to have... but simplify the attachments per slot. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think that's that could go for key. perks and nades and stuff too. I think that there's not enough like variation with perks and nades where you used to see people who would run six perks and then no attachments on their guns. Yeah. Which is like a cool concept. Which is cool. But you can't do that now. There's a trade-off. Yeah, I cool. like that. I like that there's a balance um, to we it. We talked a little bit about like, you know, reintroducing wild cards. Um, I think field upgrades are stupid as fuck because again, like what field upgrade does everybody use trophy system Mm -hmm. or dead silence or dead silence why do you have eight options if people only use two that's a balancing issue so scrap it and revisit it a more a better way um we talked about like you know looking back at old call of duty games what can you do because like i i'm a nostalgia guy so like i love that modern warfare 2 through ghost era kind of I, i feel like that was you know the golden age right um so what can you do to change those games to make them more modern, but still capitalize on that simplicity? That, like the nostalgia factor. Yeah. And I think uh, something AK and I came up with that was like just a cool concept, but I don't know how well it would work. How come we've never introduced a fourth perk, perk slot? Like we introduced perks in 2007. We introduced pro perks in 2009 and they've more or less stayed the same since then and yeah we've seen wild cards where you could like kind of get a fourth perk but what if you actually introduced a fourth perk slot and then you had like you know something that was maybe movement related something that was maybe a little bit more stealth related ammo related and then something i don't know we came up with something no i I really like that idea though i think that why haven't we we've tried so many different fucking weird things like how have we not tried that we even the, tried the, in Modern Warfare 3, they tried giving us different categories for kill streaks. Yeah, like assault specialist support. Like, how have you just you just thought, oh, three perks, that's it. It's the weirdest thing to me. When I once we like put that idea in the air, I've been thinking about it ever since. It's been fucking six months. It, it's gonna stick in my head now too. Dude, and like, and it, it caters to the pick 15 or pick 10 rule too, where it's like, like if you that, don't, yeah. if you don't even want that fourth perk slot. So let's say that like your first, second and third are like movement, actual like weapon capabilities and then something utility based. And then your last one is w- whatever it has to do with kill streaks or your grenades or whatever. And you don't even use those in your pick 15. So I you think, can just cut that out decided, and add more uh, attachments. I think we went like movement, stealth, utility. And I think one of them was like ammo related. So like scavenger mm-hmm. or yeah, um, I can't remember if we put stopping power fully loaded. In yeah, full, like, like things I'm like pretty that. sure we made it like ammo related because I'm like, okay. it's I feel like that's 
like not a bad, I don't know. I'm not a developer. I don't have a full team to like share these ideas with, but I feel like the concept is really cool. And I feel like I would agree if you combine, we basically took that, um, simplify attachment slots, introduce a fourth perk slot, get rid of field upgrades. Um, uh, you know, shotguns as secondaries. That's something we talked about. Like I love oh, a shotgun God, as a secondary. No. I love it, but here, okay. Oh. So, so he said the same thing, right? He, he said, Oh God, no. Like, but here's, here's why everybody says that we've never had balanced shotguns as secondaries. Yeah, it just goes so, back to like the spaz, doesn't it? I guess so, that's like where yes. like so like you have the spaz, you have the models, right? Super uh-huh. broken. So everyone, well, they need to be primaries. Well, you made them primaries, and then nobody really used them because they would have been better secondaries because of how they're balanced. I'm like the only reason that we want shotguns as primaries is because people want them to be strong enough to be a primary to compete with LMGs, SMGs, and ARs. It's like if you just balance them properly, they don't hurt anything. We've just never seen that before. Okay. No, that's fair. All right. Sorry. On on yeah. on further explanation, I, I take back my hands on yeah, face. Well, I take it, that back. It makes sense because literally every game, like Modern Warfare 2, they were broken. They needed to be primaries. Every game that they're primaries, they're not good enough to compete with the other guns, so they should have been secondaries, but you have to use a fucking wild card or overkill to do it. Yeah. Like, I mean, like never it, seen so- them in a good spot. So maybe this is just my, and I think in Call of Duty terms, primarily in a competitive brain. Uh, I, I go back and forth. Every so year yeah. for the last three or four years, my brain has said, get away from competitive, go back to being a pub stomper and a sniper so you can make montages, like get back to your core. And then skill-based matchmaking, just I never snipe because it's not fucking enjoyable. And like, it's not, I'm not good enough at it anymore to make it enjoyable. And so I end up playing ranked again. And then that's I fair. look and then I start looking at the game through, you know, ranked eyes of like, mm-hmm. oh, well, this is broken. That's broken. Ban this. Blah, blah, blah. And I think that's my issue with the shotguns is coming from a ranked mind. Like I already feel like the pistol. And so like I'm just going to use Vanguard as an example for recency bias. But like the pistol in Vanguard is broken. And you can ask any pro, any like oh, person yeah, who like understands the competitive scene. SMG. It's nuts. Like, it's absolutely nuts. But I think that it's fair in this game because of how fast the time to kill is and because you're fighting MP40s, which are also arguably broken. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. So just just my thought process when you initially said shotguns as secondaries is I immediately <laughs> imagine someone shooting at me with an auto and then I rush them and they pull out a double barrel and smoke me in one shot. And I'm like, OK, so. So where is the drawback of running an AR here? Where is the drawback of that? Yeah. Now, it, when you said balancing them, like clearly it would have to be a lot more to it than just pulling out a shotgun and, and one-shotting someone when they rush you. But Call of Duty's that history, I would be okay with. Not just shotguns, but just guns in general. I feel like the last game that we had good gun balance in was either Ghosts or Black Ops 4. I say ghost because competitively speaking, you saw various meta changes throughout mm-hmm. the lifespan of that game that were really good. You had a vector, you had, you had the MTAR, bulldog meta, you had you had a bulldog meta, you had I hated um, it. the Remington, like you, you had a lot of guns available. I say Black Ops Four because pretty much similar reasons, and um, I feel like the Maddox single handedly really helped Black Ops Four. Like it, it really was like a true flex gun. 
I yeah, love and we haven't gun. seen a true flex gun in a while. And yeah. it stinks because every time that one comes out, like the XM4 they and Cold War, it. it just gets banned. It they gets G8 immediately. Yeah. And that's because the ARs, like the your main AR, will just take the flex gun and be like, nah, it's just better, so I'm going to use the flex gun instead. And because of the way that the attachments work now, like you were saying earlier, every gun can just be an AR or an SMG depending on all. how you build it. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, the, the Maddox, I think, was the last... The, really the only true flex gun we saw because like if you were at a you know pushing like the the high end of mid-range and like getting into long range somewhere in there it's like the icr was winning that gunfight like the maddox what you were not beating octane with an icr and you had a maddox in your hand like the guy shot yeah. lasers wasn't going to happen and then you got to the super close range where it's like you also weren't going to beat a SOG in the well, hands not, of Scump yeah. at super close range. Initial so like, SOG, maybe, but yeah, maybe after, after the buff, no, no shot. Yeah, so it's like you literally had this perfect like mid-range gun where you could go pretty close but not super close range because the SOG would still be in, and you could go mid to kind of long range but not too long because the ICR would still win. And now, like you're saying, like you have these guns where if you just build them right because the amount of attachments you can have – it's like you could basically make a Maddox that was just better at long range. Mm-hmm. Or you could make so like a Maddox a, that was super aggressive. Oh, yeah. Like a good, a good example we, of that. Call of Duty like, as a whole uh, just has a balancing issue, and we have for years. I agree. I, there's like too many options to make balancing In a fact, thing. I'd say the last game, pub, pub match speaking, the last game that we truly saw balance through brokenness was probably Modern Warfare 3. Like you could, dude, I, I have a recording, I think in theater mode in that game where I almost dropped a Moab using a thermal silencer PM nine SMG, which if you remember that gun, oh yeah, like, oh yeah, you should not have been able like a thermal and a silencer on the thing. It was like a shitty mini Uzi. Yeah. But like the game was broken enough that you could do it. And that applied to, and to every gun. It was great. It was and phenomenal it, though. Yeah. Like you could and, literally like that. The only reason I had that class is cause I was like, fuck it let's try something new and weird and like something that just shouldn't work and like there's also a game that i got gold on every gun so it's like if you've ever gone for camos in a game like one thing you know is that you have to be somewhat proficient with every gun and like oh, yeah throughout that journey you learn how to use that weapon and what situations it's good in my example is always the executioner in black ops 2 that little shotgun pistol oh yeah it was terrible getting diamond on that taught me how to use it well I have it like was 80 so and 90 kill gameplays on Nuketown with that thing because I just learned the situations in which it was good. So that that actually funny you say that, too. So you are a person I'm assuming was not necessarily a camo grinder, like where you're like, oh, I'm going to get this as soon as um, possible. But you like to gold your guns, diamond, uh, dark matter I, when it was a I thing. I was a camo grinder and I was a challenge grinder. So like the way that the challenges were laid out, in with like titles Warfare and emblems 2. you wanted them all yeah and like they were laid out in a way that i didn't really have to change my gameplay much to to get them i just had to play the game a lot and change my gameplay a tiny bit whereas modern warfare 2019 i still to this day three years later don't have a single gold gun in that game because of like mounting like mounting is making my chain making me change my gameplay too much for too long of a period of time for me to ever do it so so ultimately like modern warfare 2 modern warfare 3 black ops 2 i just grinded challenges 
mm-hmm. and those challenges led to camos. That's fair. So, like, as someone who would, uh, especially in older games like um, like original Black Ops uh, with like the FAMAS and the MP5, I was really big on trying to gold as many guns as I could. But there was also the original prestige system where you wouldn't have your things and you would have to use an unlock token to yeah. get whatever you want when you hit level one. Yeah, so you always unlock the last gun. So <laughs> here's the thing. I wouldn't do that because I was not only an idiot, but I was also really stubborn. So I, f- I felt like whenever I was doing an uh, like a prestige grind or trying to get new camos, it was it was weird because there was almost like a path you would take. So like when in in original Black Ops, at level one, you would already have the MP5, like the short little MP5. Yeah. And I knew for a fact that I could use that all the way to like level 30 to when I get the next best gun. And then at 30 to like 41, I get the next best gun. And then from 41 to 50, I get the so next it's like best you could gun. prestige only having used three or four, four guns. guns. So yeah. like going from that to a game where you have to use every gun to get all your camos where you at, like you try and become proficient with all of them. Uh, like modern for 2019, as you said, mounting was horrible and you had to change your your way of play every time you wanted to go for a new camo. It was very frustrating, but I would do that all day long. I didn't get um, whatever Damascus. Damascus Yeah, I I didn't get Damascus, but I would gold as many things as I could. Like I would try and go into Warzone that next day with a new gun and I would gold it so that I would know like, okay, so here's how the recoil feels. Here's what it looks like with these attachments. Here's how it feels with this. And that was cool. But at the same time, it's like I, I miss like being able to just get on and be like, OK, I need 60 hip fire kills, 150 headshots, 20 long range kills, some short range kills. I don't need to mount. I don't need to like jump off of a building and shoot at this guy at the same well, time. Like, like outside of mounting, right? Like getting kills through smoke was a, was a dumb challenge. You had to do that to unlock. Uh, I don't remember what gun, but like it was one of the LMGs. That the challenge Berlin. itself doesn't seem that bad. But when you have broken smoke mechanics, it's super frustrating. It was very toxic. Yeah. And then you had, you know, shoot the ship. Everybody's running it for like that one or two weeks, which is just there were, annoying. It was 10 smokes on the map at all times. And everyone is hiding in a corner with LMG. So you would spawn, die, spawn, die, spawn, die. And then you spawn behind someone and kill them. And it would just be like five kills. And yeah. then you'd repeat the process. Just rinse, repeat. Well, it's like for hours, you know, earlier. I don't know why I'm just thinking of this now. But like earlier when I said we've had these years of like little things ruining games i use black ops 4 stim shot take stim shot out black ops 4 great game modern warfare squad spawns one thing ruined the game i think if you take excuse me i keep burp i'm drinking this sponsor of uh this podcast 1v1 go to 1v1.com use code astro to get 20 percent off your order and help me out a little bit um do it but modern warfare 2019 i feel like you take squad spawns out give that game traditional spawns it it becomes 10 times more enjoyable. Maybe it's not a great, great game, but like squad spawns are fucking horrible. They just, they go against everything that I learned for 10, but almost 10 years of playing call of duty. It's the antithesis of OG call of duty. Yeah. It's like the actual opposite of it. It's, yeah. it's really gross, but I, so as someone who plays a lot of squad spawns, um, I, I actually kind of like them. But it's not for the same reason that people hate them. So most people hate them because they're inconsistent. They're not easy to read and they don't really help anyone except the team who's getting destroyed. Like they tend to help the people who are behind. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah. But I think that it. it, So remember earlier I was talking about dirty work players and how they don't get enough love. I feel like dirty work players know how to use squad spawns to their advantage 
And that's where a lot of like their big moments come in. So like personally, I'll I'll drop into a ranked game, and if two people happen to be running ARs, I'm not going to run an AR. I'll just run a sub for consistency purposes, where it's like we yeah. need people who are close. So knowing that I'm going to have to be that guy, I'm already not going to want to sit on hill the whole time. It's not I'm not going to want to do it. So I'm just going to try and play for spawns. And playing for spawns when you know squad spawns are a thing is like a whole new game within the game. It's not just like hitting the rotation. Hmm. It's like, where are they? Where's my team? And where is the next person going to spawn? And I actually kind of like the the head game that is involved with it, even though it is really not very easy to read. It's kind of annoying and isn't consistent. What's, what's weird about that for me is like, I've never thought about it like that. And mentally, I want to agree with you. Because it seems fun. It seems like this game within a game, like just a new thing to learn. And like if you get good at it, you can abuse it. But like at the same time, I know that if I put the time in to learn them, I think I would still hate them. Uh, yeah. it's a weird I, I think, it's a really weird thing for me to even think about right now yeah it and practically they're bad like i can tell you 100 straight up the game would be better without them i just personally find some enjoyment in them yeah and maybe that's just me being an optimist because i feel like i do that with everything where it's like oh well, you know everything else about it sucks but i try really hard i feel like activision and call of duty tries harder than me to make it bad <laughs> I'm like I'm yeah, trying right, yeah. I'm trying <laughs> at a fair. nine out of ten to make to think your games there's something to it. And they're like, oh, we're trying a ten out of ten to make sure you can't find that golden nugget. Yeah. And I'm like, damn it. They like purposely go out of their way to make it harder. But actually, okay, so here's another question I have for you. So you are you were saying that you were a big fan of Capture the Flag back in older Call of Duties, like mainly yeah. Black Ops 2 and yeah. I think World of War, you said. Or uh, World War II rather. Um do you think that current Call of Duty can handle Capture the Flag? Or do you think that is a game mode that is not necessarily obsolete, but couldn't be used practically in the competitive scene today? Um, I think it could be used in the competitive scene today. I think the problem is that I'm going to use Control as an example because I hate Control. I think it's a stupid fucking game mode. Okay. And, you know, I've had people explain to me, you know, some of the things that are good about it and some of the healthy changes it's gone through that has made it not terrible. Mm-hmm. And I don't disagree. Like, I think it has gotten better with time. I still think the core of the game mode just isn't that good because I and, I and I don't think it's because the game mode's bad. I think it's that somehow we're bad at making it like almost every map. Something's one sided. Like we haven't seen a really good balanced version of control yet. And I think that's what would plague CTF. I think it would work. I don't trust that we'd be able to design it in a way that would work though. If that makes sense. That's a really good take. No, that's that's, honestly, that's almost mirrors how I feel about it. Of the game mode itself, I think would be really, really good. And, you know, I think it's part of my love for it is just, you know, traditional kind of OG call of duty player. Um, and the way the games played back then, but like hard point, I think is great. CTF, I think is great. I don't think we, I think CTF was like CTF and uplink, which was just jetpack CTF was the last like good third game mode we had. Like what do we domination? Not good. Competitively speaking. No, it's it not, just, but I love it. I, <laughs> like I have a weird love for domination. I have a love for the I'll game. Never mode. Get over it. it just, it doesn't work competitively speaking. And I think a lot of that, it doesn't work. I think that also comes down to, you know, we haven't seen a good version of it, but I think something that, you know, strongholds in halo 
I think one of the things that makes strongholds work is how fast you can capture the objective speeds up the gameplay and prevents it from getting like the traditional, Oh, we'll just get two points in spawn trap. Yeah. It's like, because you can capture points so fast, it's like, if you get one squad wipe, boom, that point's gone versus in domination. It takes so long to cap it that you can get a squad wipe and they still have time to respawn and get you off that hill. Like, I, I think strongholds has been a really good version of domination. And I think, uh, something sporty kid said is if they made adjustments to strongholds the way they did to oddball, where it was actually round based, you had three rounds to 100 and everything about strongholds was still the same. Like imagine domination with quicker caps and, th- and round based. Actually that, that could be like, a good that fix. could actually really, really work. Again, yeah. you know, you'd have to test it out. You'd have to go through some balancing issues. But like on paper, not a bad idea. Well, I, I, I totally agree. And I think you're right when you say that it's it's hard. It's like, how do I put it this? Just, it comes down to just a Call of Duty balancing issue. Uh, like we experience it across the board. <laughs> like the newer games don't cater themselves to older game modes, which makes sense. Like Domination's yeah. an older game mode where you just had your three lane map. You put B in the middle and then each spawn gets a side. Yeah. But now I feel like since maps are like really oblong, the little weirdly shaped, which is cool. Like I'm OK with the dynamics of the new. I love doors again. Like I'm I'm weird. I have like a weird optimism toward doors I, and breakable want, windows, but I love it's like stim shot for me. I want to like it. The concept is cool. The execution is terrible. Yeah, I agree. Like the like, amount of times where I can't open a door or can't break through a wall in Vanguard and I'm sprinting at it like three or four times is just yeah. beyond me. It's so it's, frustrating. It's all in the execution. I think a lot of these ideas are fantastic on paper. Because like like I said, like I'm a, a mental player. I like adding new different things that just add a little element for you to have to, have to think of. It's like learning it is just as fun as playing it. I I've found um, Fortnite taught me this. The most fun I have in a game is learning it. Halo, mm-hmm. traditionally a really bad Halo player. Infinite, I was decent. Nothing else was good out at the time, so I grinded the fuck out of Halo. Um, got into low Onyx, which I'm really, really proud of, traditionally being a bad Halo player. I learned how to play the game. I learned how to play the game pretty well. And now, between a lack of content and seeing myself having gotten good ish like i can maintain diamond six or onyx now i'm like i'm kind of bored now <laughs> it's I, like a i totally understand where you're coming from like I, I i it's it's strange that there's almost like a uh uh i wish i could uh remember the terminology right now like it's not like lazy it's like you you completed it like you feel like you've completed the task like you've gotten to where you want to be yeah and something you know that goes back to you know even when i think of things outside of gaming just like the way my brain works i like challenges that i mean it's there's there's like a psychological term for it um you know it's basically the the concept of setting small but reachable goals but there's this fine line there's this like goldilocks zone of the challenge has to be hard enough that it it's challenging, but easy enough that you can actually reach it. If it's too challenging and you can, it's almost like the the thing you said with like CSGO and H1. It's like, if it's too hard to meet that next tier, it's really discouraging and you, you'll, you may just give up, but if it's too easy, it's not rewarding enough. You don't feel like you did anything. So yeah, it has to be challenging enough to keep you going towards it, but 
reachable enough that you can actually get it and get that dopamine of reaching it and that reward and then move on to the next challenge. And that's just like the way that the brain works in general. But my brain does that. But if you combine it with a checklist of things, that's a really linear path. It's why I was, you know, a grinder for challenges in past Call of Duty Mm -hmm. games with, with emblems and titles and like, not only was there a challenge I had to do that was reachable, but also challenging, but there was like a reward that I could showcase at the end. And there was a seemingly infinite amount of these. Not quite infinite though. Like I had to get every single gun had X amount of challenges and then I'd move on to the next gun and then perks had challenges and then kill streaks had challenges. Oh yeah. There was an end, but it was difficult to reach, but it was obtainable. Rant over. <laughs> no, I, no, that's uh, honestly like that's, that was spot on. I, I feel like that's how a lot of older games were. And I feel like that's what I gravitate toward now. So Personally, I haven't been playing as much COD for the past few weeks. I've been like hard stuck on Terraria, um, which is a, a little <laughs> odd. It's a huge spinoff from that. But yeah. there's a there's a mod that I downloaded, which just adds more bosses and more content to the game. And like you said, like a very attainable but difficult goal is to kill all of the bosses. So when you open the game in the pause menu, there's like a list of every boss in the game and the order in which you could fight them. It's like their suggested order. Yeah. And I sat and down I'm and I'm like, oh, I'm going to clear every single of one like of these. Skill path, like. Yeah, or, it's like, it follows like the progression of like your a gear. Level so progress, as you yeah. kill them, yeah, like your gear gets better. So it's then like, you can hey, fight the next guy. You could fight the final boss with low level gear. Exactly. We're not suggesting you do that because you'll have a horrible time. Yeah. Yeah. But that checklist, like that feeling of like, OK, so like here's my next boss and it's not going to be easy. I know I have to prepare for this. Yeah. And then you go in, you beat it and you're like, all right, that was awesome. We beat the boss. But That's there's great. Like a but linear, there's another one. There's like a linear path on like how you can prepare. Mm-hmm. Right. Like even something as simple as like we'll never see it in Call of Duty again. But like this, this is the amount of nerd that I used to be in Modern Warfare 2. Right. We already talked about the ridiculous amount of hours I put into that game. But, like, I used to sit there and take quizzes online about just random MW2 trivia. And it would be like, it's funny, actually, see, like, I saw uh, on Instagram reels, um, it was something from 100 Thieves guessing maps based on a picture of them. I love that. I saw Zuma do that. The the first one was hijacked, and it was super obvious. I think it was like the loading map art of hijacked. But the second one was super shitty resolution grass and super zoomed in like it was a patch of like you could tell it was grass but it's like how the fuck am i supposed to know what map this is almost every map has some area with grass on it it was shipment from call of duty 4 original call of duty 4 so it was like one it's a super grassy map two this is 2007 games the resolution is terrible and three it's so zoomed in that like you literally can't tell anything else about it but like i would i would do shit like that and like there was tests that'd be like how do you unlock the heartbeat sensor like, oh, you get 15 kills with a silencer. How do you unlock the holographic site? Oh, I have to use the red dot site, get 20 kills. Like, I knew that for literally everything in Modern Warfare 2. Every gun, every attachment, every challenge for every perk. Like, the level that you unlocked every single gun at. Like, I was a fucking nerd. You're deeply ingrained in it mentally. Like, bad. The only people that I've, like, seen glimmers of similarity to is like blake's level of nerdiness in mw2 like if you hear tst talk about like oh, he'd yeah. be in the back of class like drawing out accurate representations of maps and discussing map strategies with like hitch and george i'm like yeah that's basically how nerdy i was 
but like you'll never see it again where it's like in order to unlock this attachment you have to use this attachment which like it's a it's a linear path just like you're saying with like terraria like there's a linear way to prepare and even though it's not like a boss fight or a challenge it's like you have to use this to get this and if you want this you have to go through the pain and challenge of using this and like you know red dot versus a holographic who gives it? it's a sight if you can shoot straight you can shoot straight like you can turn your hud off and still manage but still it's it's so small yeah and it's something that, like, i feel that, like games now across the board not just call of duty like they just they're missing that yeah it's like a level of progression like there's like a, a satisfaction that you get from progressing in a game whether it be a multiplayer game a single and, player and game doesn't matter we have what it things is. like slide canceling yes instead it, it it's, it's really frustrating like my problem with a lot of games today is that i get on and within like a half hour i'm like all right well i could just be playing something else like this isn't yeah. that fun like that's the problem i have with like apex uh there's there's so many games that i have that same issue with and i end up finding myself like going back to not the exact same games like call of duty is always a comfort game for me there's so many multiplayer games i think is the key because like i'm thinking about this and i saw a video regarding elden ring and why it's so successful and it was like it's shitty that this game is successful for the reasons that it is and it basically boiled down to like people love this game because it was a simple but completely finished game from day one and we should not be celebrating that that should be normal we should be receiving fully complete games upon release date but what we've gotten so accustomed to is games launching very poorly and being fixed through updates and dlc and it's like the market has allowed developers to get away with that uh market strategy and like the reason i point out multiplayer is because i'm thinking of other games that i really enjoy that give you that same satisfaction and progression and i'm like one of the franchises i franchises i always come back to is assassin's creed oh yeah great example and then i just think of i don't like single player games but single player games for the most part still give you that progression it's Mm -hmm. the multiplayer games that have lost it because i don't know if this is the single reason but like seasons and battle passes and microtransactions and dlc like the market strategy of multiplayer games has allowed it's for too them, successful it's it's too financially successful and everyone has just been okay with it and it's like why would anybody give you that kind of progression that we're talking about yeah i don't know i, I so as you said like partially it's because like the community as far as gamers go and this goes across any game it's not yeah. even just multiplayer games single player games you're right like uh, they release games that are unfinished now and I think partially it is a lot of like, oh, well, we're letting them get away with it. But some of it is like people are just so dissatisfied anymore. Like, yeah, I feel like across the board, as far as all gamers go, not any specific game, not one specific group, like across the board, any game comes out, people are nitpicking it. They're saying it came out too late. They're saying it took too long. They're saying that it's not uh there's not it enough should content have been delayed but why did it take three extra years to come out exactly like yeah. and all of those like it's like there's like a weird uh like dissatisfaction with games even if they're good like i feel like vanguard when it came out people were like oh this game's garbage is tra-. and i was like i mean look I at what we're working really against though it's really good like i thought, I thought it was, it was really, phenomenal really fun. my problem is when i hopped into ranked a couple weeks ago six months after the game came out parts of gavutu weren't even loading and I'm yeah, on an Xbox like, Series X. Like, textures weren't loading. I was running into fences that I didn't know were there until I saw my teammates jumping over thin air. 
and that only happens because we're sitting here saying, oh, well, what's next year's? When's it coming out? Yeah. Can we get it now? When, th- when's I the release? A lot of this, I think, can be traced down to just human attention span. Yeah. And like, I, I love the platform. I think it's a fantastic uh, tool. But like TikTok, TikTok, like, we, we know that the longer, the more human generations are out, like every generation has a shorter attention span than the last, it seems. But things like TikTok are not helping that. Yeah, they're making I, they it, like expedite the process. Exactly. And I think a combination of really, really short attention span and the dissatisfaction um, and just like. I, I don't want to get political. I, that's one thing I absolutely avoid. So without getting political, the only thing I'll say is like the media in general, I don't care what news site you watch or, or where you consume your media. A lot of it is just focused around what things are wrong it's a lot of negative. It's a lot of negative. I would agree. Um, and it's and across it, the board. It's not like just news. It's, it's like it's all of YouTube, just, all of it's Twitter, not gaming, it's social media, it's media. It's not just it's any media. particular media side. That's what I said. Like, I don't care where you stand in any of your belief, wherever you you consume your media through, like it's, it's a lot of negatives mm-hmm. and that gets pushed into, you know, you, you could be CNN or, or Fox, a massive TV first news site but it gets pushed all the way down to 30 second TikToks. Like it, it crosses the entire spectrum of media and we just consume so much negative and you're trained to start looking for that, which is hard. Cause if you're an optimist and I'm an optimist, like I feel like personally it's getting really hard for me to continue being optimistic. I have to yeah. actively continue to be an optimist about as many things as possible. And like, there's areas I'm failing at that in call of duty being, you know, at the forefront of that. Like, like I said, when Vanguard came out, I went, man, this game's actually really fun. Like, you know, it's a pretty shit game, but it's really fun. Battlefield 2042, the beta had a ton of fun. It was super buggy, but I was like, dude, it's a really fun game. But between short attention span and just constantly getting negative input, I very quickly was like, Okay, it's not holding my attention, and it's because the game is shit. I don't know. It's it's a weird. This is the first time I've thought this much about it too. No, I I I uh, I, I think you're like nail on the head with this. Like, I think all of media is is, and this is across the board. It could be political, non political, entertainment based, game based, informational, any of it. Like long form media as a whole, minus like filmmaking is slowly falling apart and i i don't mean that as like it's like not going to exist anymore but you see more and more gravitation toward like the five minute youtube video as opposed to the 30 minute youtube video or like your tiktok specifically as someone who's tried to upload tiktoks i will tell you that the best tiktoks that i've put out as far as like uh likes comments views generally the more engagement comes from shorter clips as opposed to a whole minute which I think is a better piece. And it's weird because like, you're right, the attention span's shorter. But I, I think part of that too is like, the the dissatisfaction toward everything is so uh, emphasized because that's all you talk about. Like there was a good like three months where I was playing Warzone alone because all I would see on Twitter is like, oh, this game sucks, I'm playing Apex or oh, this game's terrible, I'm doing And it's like, that. you're right. Like there's a lot of problems. There's a ton of problems. 
But if all we do is just bitch about the problems, like none of them get fixed. Yeah. Like we can say as much as we want to Activision. We can say as much as we want to Raven Software. We can say as much as we want to, what is it, 414 or whatever the Halo group three, is. 343. Three. 343, thank you. Yeah. But all these companies, like none of them really are going to read your, you know, tweet with four likes that says, you know, my guns don't work in Call of Duty. Like they don't care. That's not yeah. what they're there for. And you know it's like you're almost like screaming into the void like why why even complain about it like if there's a legitimate complaint like oh well here's a complaint i have that's fine like that's great but when people are on every day posting warzone sucks warzone sucks warzone yeah. sucks but they still play it every day it's like why be so negative See, and it's because it's too normal to be negative it is and it's if you follow gary v at all you know his entire thing is like you got to make positivity louder Cause like it's mm-hmm. easy for the negative to be louder than the positive. It's easier to get on that bandwagon. It's harder to constantly be positive about stuff. Um, my thing with Warzone, like I feel like one of the reasons I, I'm kind of like allowed to say whatever I want about it is because I haven't played it in so long. I'm like, at least I'm not that person that's complaining about it, but also playing it every day. Yes. I'm like, I stopped people playing. I'm me. like, I complain about it and I stopped playing it because I was just tired of the experience I was getting every time from it. Um, the game most recently that, I mean, apex has been super frustrating. Cause like I, I used to be good. Haven't played in forever. Now I'm bad. And I got a couple of glimmers of like, Oh man, I, I feel like I'm starting to get good again. And then it's like every lobby got a little harder and I'm like, Oh no, I'm still bad. So that's getting frustrating, but like in a pretty fun one, I try to play it pretty casually, but the game that I've actually been having way too much fun on is the Top Gun DLC for Flight Sim. Dude, it is... how you tweet about that. It is so fun. How is that? So there's a handful of challenges, and, like, they... I mean, I don't play a lot of Flight Sims, like, I'm not very good, but, like, I am traditionally a really good pilot in most non-EA games. The reason Mm -hmm. I say non-EA is because something about their flight mechanics, like, my hands just can't. But every other game, I'm traditionally a really good pilot, and flight sim you know it's it's a lot more realistic it's like it's fucking called flight sim um but i feel like it it's that learning thing and like that progression where i could see myself improving on every challenge but certain challenges like the boat carrier one is probably the hardest is like it's fucking hard it is very difficult but once i realized certain things that would make it a little easier i could see my scores going up and mm-hmm. then yesterday morning, I ended up getting, uh, I almost doubled my previous high score. Nice. And it got like an A on it. And that was like, in order to get 100% on the Top Gun DLC, you have to get an A on all the challenges. And that was like the last mm-hmm. one I did. And it was like first try, like I did it the previous, uh, like the night before. And I had done a lot, like I was doubling my old scores. Cause like I just, I saw a couple comments on YouTube that just kind of tell you how you could do it better. And I was like, okay, wait, like they might have a point. So I practiced them a little bit last night or like the night before. And I hopped on like yesterday morning before work and did two of the other challenges and then hopped on the boat carrier. First try, doubled my previous high score and got an A. Nice. And I was like, dude, that it was, I never expected to get that much satisfaction out of fucking flight sim. Like of that dopamine, like reward factor of like, so man, that, like, like completionist. Worked. Yeah. Like yeah, it okay, literally so it did it for me and it was short. It was short and sweet. There's only like seven or eight challenges. But like, I was like, man. Of all games, look, Flight Sim did that for me. Look like, at all those check marks, baby. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, it's 100%, 100%. Like, um, so if you ever played... I, I don't know if you've seen Top Gun, 
but like the new Top the Gun new is one? incredible. No, I have not. It is incredible. I'm not going to say it's that. the best movie of 2022 because I've already pretty much solidified in my head that that goes to Batman. The downside of Batman is like it is a little hard to rewatch being so long. But Top Top Gun, I'll say, is the top five sequel of all time. Like sequels hmm. normally just aren't as good as the first. I think this mm-hmm. was like twice as good as the first. Really? It is. OK, because I've seen the original Top Gun and I'm not like a. I'm not like a huge fan of it, but it's good. It's good. You know I mean, the story's not great. It's a decent story, but like it's a classic 80s action movie. Yeah. Number one movie of 1986. And like it's Top Gun, right? Like it's kind of iconic. Mm-hmm. But the new one is actually a great movie. It tells a great story. It's 40 years later and, you know, technology's just gotten better production wise. Um, and it's the per- are you a Marvel fan? uh okay hold on i'll go off on a tangent in that in a minute but no not really not so, not, not in for the sense. people listening like the way that no way home was like this perfect blend of new plus nostalgia plus Wait, is that the new spider-man movie yeah yeah i've seen that that was really good actually yeah so like continue i'm sorry top gun was very similar like i'm i tell everyone like i'm jealous of anyone 40 45 years old and older that grew up more of the original because this movie was like new and unique, but like the perfect amount of old and nostalgia. Like so, so good. I ran, I do not do cardio. I ran four and a half miles yesterday. Um, or sorry, two days ago, just listening to the Top Gun Anthem on repeat for 40 minutes straight. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. I fucking hate cardio, but I was feeling it. I hate running. I dude, I hate it. It running's the worst. Um, all right. I want to circle things back a little bit and then slowly wrap this up. We have been going for an hour 40 ish. Nice. Yeah. It's been solid. I love it. Like I wish people would listen to a five hour podcast because I would I, do it. Exactly. Like the long form thing I was saying earlier. Yeah. Um, I, that's, that's my midnight to 2 AM window or like my 11 AM to 2 AM or 11 PM to 2 AM somewhere in there. I, uh, that's where I, I go down the YouTube rabbit holes of things like, you know, flow state psychology behind mm-hmm. that. Um, listen to some Jordan Peterson or some David Goggins podcast. Like that's, that's where I, I really concern consume. I, I, I did listen. We're watching through all the Rocky movies right now. I did throw in uh Rocky round 14 a couple times during that run. So if you okay. are a Goggins fan, um I that, like goggins. that would make sense who's gonna carry the boats i say that shit to myself out loud while i'm doing things sometimes. i want that printed on his shirt and so i bad. dude buy some of his merch yeah he has I'm it on a shirt i mean same because i buy too much things yeah that's i don't um, know if you see my menagerie of nonsense behind me but i have a ton of nonsense oh okay hold on let me let me just I'll, have, have I'll you go seen up. the collection picture have, have you seen the, the collection tweet? Yeah, and that, it was more than impressive. Uh, two things I'm probably most proud about in that is uh, my 2014 jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the Hex Pine Park case right there is actually there. There's only like six or seven of those. Um, really? And I am getting actually this is super exciting for anyone that's made it this far in the podcast. I'm getting a custom made jersey that uh you guys might see by next episode if not next episode the following one and uh assuming the quality is going to be good this is 
going to be one of the best looking jerseys uh, in esports. I'll send yeah. I'll send you a picture after. Oh, that's exciting. It's I love that. I'm a big jersey fan. Like I have uh, I actually just recently put away about 10 or 11 basketball and football jerseys. Oh. I love jerseys. OK, I love them. Um, OK, circling things back, I want to ask you a couple of optic related questions that I usually hammer Surely. out a little faster. Um, so we'll just kind of rapid fire these favorite current member of optic favorite all time member of optic, not necessarily a pro player, anyone in the organization. Okay. Uh, so cannot be hex. That's fine. Uh, so current favorite, um, only because I'm going to say all time is scump. My current favorite would probably have to be Shotzi. Um, I was really hoping you would say Shotzi. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that he brings like a weird, he's one of those people where there's no ego in him except for when it comes to the sticks. Like, he seems like a super nice guy. I, I've never met him, clearly, but he seems like a super nice guy. Uh, he's very funny, and it's not on purpose. He's just being him, which yeah. I can respect a lot. And I think that he's the first person I've ever seen play with Scump who makes Scump a better Scump. And for that, I'm a huge fan of him. Yeah, I think, I think... that, like, there's signs of that from, like, Karma or signs of that from, like, Krim. But in today's Call of Duty, it's really hard to find two people who make each other that much better. And I think that Shotzi's a great fit for that. Yeah, that's really well said. I was hoping you'd say Shotzi because like if I mean, I always tell everyone like my my three are always big timer karma D treats. D treats is my all time. Oh, yeah. Big T and karma is current. Karma's um, the goat too. Karma and, and big T because my senior picture graduating high school was modeled after uh, heavily inspired by big timers um, world Guinness Book of World Records photo shoot for being the winningest player at the time. Um I'll, I'll send you a picture of that too. It is stupid, but I love it. Oh, we uh, love stupid. And, and two, same as like Shotzi, like they're, they're just funny dudes without trying. Like big yeah. T, like growing up kind of in the older era, like 60, 50 and stuff. Like dude, the amount of times, one of my favorite big T moments is in a Nade shot vlog. Um, it's like in a day of the life. And he's like, say something funny, funny man. And Big T is like, dude, this is what I signed up for. You know, all the, you people just want me to be funny on the spot. And like two seconds later, he's like, you know, I got cameras in my face all the time. I got money, bitches. Like, it's like yeah, he's just not even trying to be funny. He's just a funny yeah. ass dude. And I feel like there's a, a lack of people who player. are genuine. Yeah. So like seeing people who are genuine, like Shotzi or, or Big T is a good example. Like there's too many people who fake the funk, I think is the term that I, I hear people yeah. use a lot. But, like, when you're just straight up genuine, like, you feel it. Zuma, oh, my God. And I'm from New Jersey, so, like, you're talking my language now. Zuma methods. Like, you know, with the flank and how big that's gotten, I could see where newer fans might be like, I don't know, he's putting on a little bit of a show. The reason that I will say you're wrong is because of that clip way back with the the E-Girls and stuff. Oh, yeah. Where he was, like, the like, he was even more toxic. I love it. Like, I love you shut it. The fuck what, shut the fuck up when I'm talking. or You know what clip I'm talking about, I hope. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm like, that's dude, like, no, he's always been like uh, that. And like, that was years yeah. ago. That was way before he had the viewership he has now. Yeah. And and I think, uh, and this is going to sound a little conceited, but like, that's a Jersey thing. Like, Jersey I, people yeah. tend not to give a fuck. Like, yeah. if you look at uh, a lot of, actually, a lot of pro gamers are from New Jersey. You wouldn't think that, but there's a lot of them. Um, I wonder if it's a mental name, thing. Oh, it's flame, weird. flame sword bows they're both jersey boys yes they are um methods zuma yeah i my favorite accent in this country is like a new jersey or new york accent 
One, because it sounds incredible. It's iconic. But two, it's like the spunk and the attitude behind that accent is what I love. Um, I met, I work at Costco and I met some New Yorkers that, you know, one of them was really trying to hide the accent and it's because she didn't like the attitude associated with it. And I was like, please don't. Like, I love it and I'd never get to hear it. Can you please just like let the accent out for me? They're some of my favorite people I've helped. They come in all the time. They always say hi. Um, And it's weird. We get like a weird, uh, like, uh, and again, uh, not, it's uh, yeah, like a stigma of like everyone in New Jersey is like your typical like hey, north jersey in. italian yeah like you're, it's like to get me not quite coffee. new york yeah and you know what my girlfriend is that like legitimately like her whole family is from new york and they moved to new jersey so they're really? like part of that stigma but yeah. like everywhere in. everyone i grew up with wasn't the like that for me punk i'm trying to get a coffee exactly here. her grandmother is that like yeah. legitimately and it's it's wild to me because that's so far from how everyone in New Jersey is. Like but actually the people, is. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's very normal here. I, a I mean, like we're a little weird. Too. Yeah. And oh, they, absolutely. I think the older generation, sure. like her grandma probably has it more. It's something that's oh, yeah. died out throughout the, the years. Oh yeah. Um, and, and she's from New York too. So like that's, yeah, it's like, you're just but dragging. I, I you can't, you can't take New York out of I her. I said at, at champs 2019, there was a, I met Ashley Knight there. I don't know if you follow her. Um, she's, she's blown up quite a bit doing, um, like anime singing covers. Uh, but she was, she was super cool. And she's from, uh, I think she's from Jersey and she was getting a kick. Cause I was, I, every time I was like by her, I'd throw on the Jersey accent. I tended to do impressions. So I got, no, I I get that. I've got the Jersey one, right. Which I like to think is Australian decent. Um, I can't, I used to be, do like a decent Scottish one. People from Minnesota. I love that. Um, my favorite's Arnold. Oh, oh, this great state of California. That's okay. All right. That was impeccable. That's uh, that's with a dry throat, too. I need to. There you go. A little 1v1. Some 1v1. Discount code Astro. Welcome to the great state of California. I, it is me, Arnold. I'm the Terminator. Wow. The governor. The governor <laughs> of the great state of California. The Who is your Candy daddy Cornier. and what does he do? No, no, no. It's not the tumor. It's not the tumor. <laughs> yeah, Arnold's my favorite. I and I think Arnold's I great. do a really good one, honestly. That, that's one. Good. That's one thing I'll take some pride in. One of few things. I do that um, a lot. Like, I'll, I'll just start using accents strangely, and there's never really a reason behind it, and I'll get uh, crap for it from, like, my closer in, friends. In high it's school, great. we had a... Uh, it was my junior and senior year. We convinced a freshman and then, you know, a sophomore year. My buddy and I convinced them we were exchange students from Russia for two years. Every time we walked past them, we would throw on a fake shitty Russian accent. Just be like, it's Ozzy weird because I'm yeah. actually learning Russian now. Um, so it's weird for me to try to talk in American accent or American English, but with the Russian accent. My name is Vladimir. That's pretty, that's pretty damn good, too. You, 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 that's passable. That's very passable. Well, that was that Russian? Duh. Were you just speaking Russian? Duh. That's scary. Not uh, because it's Russian, but because I didn't even... That's why I wanted to learn That was, like, Russian. seamless. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have no I idea like what you just it. said, but so, it sounded cool. So I've cool. always had a fascination with the language, and I've been mistaken because my fascination is actually with Ukraine and the Ukrainian language, and it comes from things like Chernobyl and, you know, 50,000 people used to live here. Now it's a ghost town. Um, that iconic line, like I've always just had this fascination, but my dumbass never distinguished 
Ukraine and Russian and being two different languages because they're both using the Cyrillic alphabet. They're very similar. They're Slavic languages. Uh, so I picked up learning Russian about a year ago, uh, and I was really uh, into it for like six months, and I fell off. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I, and one of the core reasons that I started learning it, besides the fascination, is like one, you know, you, you ask people that are learning a new language, what are they learning? German, French, Spanish, Italian. You want to know when no Japanese. one's fucking learning? Russian. I feel like Japanese is pretty common now. Yeah, it uh, is. Especially in America. Like, I think with anime's big growth and just like this it's huge. general interest in Japanese. And um, Korean, too. My, yeah, I have a buddy learning Korean right now. And, but like a lot of it just comes down to like, it's just an intimidating language. It sounds. That's how I feel about German. Scary. German's got it, too. German's it's like good. all the guttural German, noises. German has it in a more aggressive way. Mm-hmm. Versus, I feel like Russian is just by itself like subtly more terrifying. Yeah, I don't know. It's almost I like a it. like a. It's like a Russian to me feels like the calm before the storm. Like they're angry, but you don't know it yet. And then Germans feel like it's there like is no a constant anger. No, it's, it's like everything is just there, I, like in your face. Just, yeah, pun, really punchy. Oh yeah, um, that's how I feel. And uh, similar to what, Portuguese, Portuguese feels that way too, because it's like Spanish feels kind of flowy and a little bit more like Portuguese is like the more aggressive Spanish yes, almost. Yeah. I can get that, but I, I don't think it's like nearly as. Strong. No, I just mean in comparison to Spanish, yeah. like that that same like German well, then, to Russian get, like, is like Spanish to Spain, Portuguese. Spanish, which is like seems a lot more elegant. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's been fun. And uh, I do have, I think, some like Czechoslovakia in, in me somewhere, some, somewhere cool. way back in the day. Uh, all right. So moving on, if you could join Optic in any way, shape or form, content creator, streamer, pro player, coach, fucking shoe shiner, like what would you want to do for them and why? Um, that's tough. So f- for a multitude of reasons, I can't say pro player. One, uh, my anxiety would kill me. It's just really? not a thing I could handle. Yeah, truthfully, like I feel like that level of competition, um, uh, only trying to impress the people that are so on optic, it would be on different. Stage and being yeah. part of optic, it's like being starstruck in that moment would be the killer for me. Um, See if but, does your performance go down in that situation? Um, it depends. I feel I, like I think mine typically goes up if I have eyes on me. <sighs> It, it goes one way or the other. It's it's usually one or the other, and it depends on how distracted I am by it. So, like, perfect example, I played in a uh, Warzone tournament not too long, or, well, no, I guess by now it's a while ago, and it was just me and someone who asked me to play, and it was just 2v2s, and our first round was against Mutex, and I didn't even oh. know it was going to happen. So we just joined the lobby, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's fucking Mutex in my game. Am I playing against Mutex right now? And then I dropped no kills because I was too worried about the fact You're that I was against Mutex. Time. Yeah. And then the next round we played against Jukies and I'm like, okay, like, uh, all right. So now I have it under my belt. It's like, okay, so I, I don't just freak out. I have to just play the game. Yeah. Just play the you game. You have to like get in your own head to calm yourself down. Yeah. So like from that moment on, it's been a little easier, but I feel like specifically playing for optic would be really hard because there's so much pride behind it that I want to deliver. You know, yeah. and it's like See, the pressure I, I feel of that like that's would be hard. a lot of people. Um, I haven't really been put in a situation to to test my theory about myself, but I feel like I'm almost the opposite. Um, and I, I think something that helped with that a lot was the Texas event. Um, the Texas, so like champs 
20 Cold War champs. Um, I had like one or two people notice me from the Create Supply Discord, mm-hmm. just from like sharing pictures of myself in there and stuff. And and like that was cool. At Texas, it was elevated a little bit. A lot of people just kind of assume I work for Optic, um, which is cool. But like I did, I, <laughs> I don't lie. <laughs> see, you're not the only one. Like and like I'm honored. I'm humbled. But I feel like I almost get better with that. And like I. like you feed off the expectation yeah like 100 percent, and it's something that i've like noticed more now but if i think back to all my life i think it's always been there um in in football and in basketball like the more eyes are on me and the more like need to perform like the more i want it but it doesn't get so bad to the point where like i start doing things stupid or making bad plays it's like I, it gets better. Like I said, I yeah. haven't like in call of duty and games, like I haven't really put myself in a situation to test that theory, but like in general, it's, I don't know. It's weird. And it's weird. Cause it's I feel like, like a lot of people, it's the opposite. I feel like a lot of people, yeah. you know, we we're in a society and a generation that's plagued by anxiety worse than ever right now. Yeah. It's bad. And I feel like it, a lot of people like tense up, they freeze up a little bit. I'm like yeah. I feel almost more in my zone. That's why I love this podcast. Like this podcast is almost like a small extension of that. Like the more mm -hmm. people I get to talk to and meet, the more comfortable I get. And like, like before this, I was like, fuck, I got to record a podcast. I don't really want to do it because like I'm pretty tired. I work later. Like I'm not really, my my mind hasn't been in the content zone lately, but like Mm -hmm. now, like I could do this all, all damn day. And that's how I feel about a lot of it is like, uh, well, actually, okay, so to go back and answer your question, I would want to be uh, Roger's right-hand man or assistant. All I want to do is help Raj. I feel like he knows what he's doing. Him and Matt know what they're doing, but I, I want to help Raj. That's it. I'm like good with that. that. Just just get me there to help out. I'll get coffee. I'll get food. I'll record stuff. I'll edit stuff. I don't care what you need me to do. Just let me help you out. I um, am going to steal that answer because like, okay. I've been trying to be Matt's replacement, Loki. Yeah. But Every think, tweet that I see you saying that, I like and retweet it, just so you know. I appreciate Putting that. Putting that out there. I think... Manifest. Were you... There was someone at the Texas event where... I don't know what the fuck I came up to them for, but... Oh, I don't think it was you, actually. I think it was the guys I got a picture of during the, the run uh, Ravens match. Like, I showed them a picture or something. They're like, oh, where are you going to post that? And I gave them my Twitter, and my pinned tweet throughout that event was... Um, one that went super viral about like being Matt's right hand man or being his mm-hmm. replacement or something along those lines. And he was like, Oh, I actually liked that tweet. Like I didn't follow you, but I remember seeing that on my timeline and I liked it. And I was like, Hey, so yeah, that was cool. I thought it was you for a second, but it, it definitely wasn't. It was during the, it was the Ravens guys. No, but the, no, but I do know the tweet that it, it's, it's an yeah. iconic tweet. It got and like I think eight, the, 900 it's, likes. It's like, a it good went, tweet. It was the most liked re- reply out of all those. The next most uh, liked one was some textable, which has a far more developed resume than I do. Um, all right. So real quick, uh, we're going to take a small pause break here. We've been a damn good podcast. Miles, when you see this later, make sure you put it in the video. Shout out. Actually, no, don't do that. I was going to shout out a bunch of people. Now I feel uh, guilty. Shout out Miles for having me on. Lovely host. My first exposure to podcasting, and it's been wonderful. All right. Welcome back, Miles. Thank you. All right. So, uh, yeah, I'm stealing that answer. I think uh, much more than being match replacement, I'd be a lot more useful as being his right-hand man, and that definitely comes from a place of insecurity. 
I don't think I uh, have the ability to be his replacement. Technically, big speaking. shoes to fill. His really big. But shoes I can to feel fill. that. That's that's how I feel about Rogers. Like I don't, I don't, I think I could learn a lot, but I don't know if I could ever be him. Yeah, um, I feel like Roger probably at first felt that regarding Hitch, like kind of taking yeah. over Vision. Like Hitch had them some pretty big shoes to fill. I think um, Hitch I is think an anomaly. Roger did a good job uh, making his own shoes. Yeah. Um. So. Moving on, uh, what would uh, your three top five or your top three top five? That doesn't make any sense. What would your top three favorite moments in optic history be? It could be pieces from content. It could be oh, that's tough. Championships. It could be uh, anything that sticks out in your mind. All right. So I'm gonna pick two really iconic ones. Okay. Um, one of which because I was there. So so I'll go from three to one in that order. So three for me would be probably i think it's uh the clip of scump in nade shot's room at 60 50 dancing to the humpty dance yes it is so funny like oh my yes, god sir. like i i could listen I, or i could watch that video like 10 times a row and laugh just as hard every time um after that i'd have to say it was scump's performance in black ops 2 when he was screaming that he's the best uh, I don't remember the name of the map. I, uh, it's that not was Yemen Hardpoint. Yemen, thank you. Yeah, yes, he and he's literally look on, at the fucking uh, scoreboard. P three or P four, the best in the not game, the baby. That is game. like I love it. I love uh, that, that both of these are from Black Ops Two. Oh yeah, and then me first the has to be the win at major at the the first major this year, only because I was yeah. there. Yeah, uh, was that your first event? Yes, my first esports event in general, not just Call of Duty. Only. Okay. Dude, what a fucking good first event. Yeah, the stars aligned for me. It was great. Um, so my first event, you you know the iconic clip of of Scump telling the crowd to bow down? Oh yeah. Uh I believe that was Anaheim 2013 during Black Ops 2. Uh I think so. And Big Timer had optic stickers on his face. Um I'm pretty sure that clip is from that event. That was my first event. What I sh- the, the thing I struggle to remember is that moment. Like, I think I do, but I also don't know if it's if I only remember it because of the clip. But that mm-hmm. was my first event. And then I didn't return until Anaheim 2019, which was like wild to just see how much bigger it had gotten in that six years. A, a uh, massive change. I think my favorite events I've been to uh, Anaheim 19 was incredible. Champs 19 um, was also incredible. Um I think I liked both of those events kind of more than the Texas major uh, as far as just event production goes. Mm -hmm. But as far as everything else goes, the Texas major is pretty untouchable Uh, between them, you know, winning at their own major, the, you know, two, three years or whatever it took to actually make that happen because of COVID and whatnot. um, TST is, you know, Hitch's emceeing of that event was phenomenal. Um, I think that made the event. My place within the community by the time that event happened, I I was a little bit more established. Um, and like I said, you definitely like, had a foothold. Like I I would say just from uh, I had never met you prior to the event, or honestly I'd never seen tweets. Nothing. I yeah. literally only began talking to you because of the clip that you have of me saying no ice Lamar. I thought that was yeah. elite, yeah, and I yeah. wanted it for my Twitter. And then immediately after that, I just dove into your YouTube, checked everything you out, have saw that, your Twitter. 
Do you have that clip? Did you like, I think so. steal it from the YouTube video? If I think not, I did. I will find it I and I'll send I have it to it. you. I think I have it. I got it. Yeah. But it is that is one of my favorite things ever. No, and it's I it's That's it's a great. good clip. It that was a good a clip for really sure. Really good clip. It was phenomenal. Um and I love uh I love I, that you looked into the camera. Sec, I'm sorry. And then uh you know afterwards you were like you asked like where's that going to be posted or something? Oh, I had to ask. Yeah. I had to get it. Yeah. It had to be done. That was that was a really good moment. It was great. And I'm really not much of a shit talker, especially when people are like they're pro players. I just thought that was too good of a moment. It's yeah. too good of a moment because I'll heckle at basketball games like I I go to a lot of Sixers games and well, me and my dad are big hecklers. When, like, but it's different when like I know what they're doing. Like I know what that's like to be playing Call of Duty against someone and you're like, I have to win. Well, not I just that, win. but like I feel like at a, a live sports game, even though there's you know thousands of people there like at a pro ma- like they have headphones on. Like the chances of them hearing yeah. you are so slim. Oh yeah, absolutely, almost none. Almost none. Yeah. Um, do you have to go AFK for a moment? Or? Yeah, give me one moment. Yeah. One moment. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, while he is AFK, we will once again use this opportunity to shout out One V One. Go to One V One dot com. Use code Astro to get twenty percent off your order they have shirts they have their um their focus boost which is a performance gaming drink using a proprietary blend of mushrooms you have uh lion's mane cordyceps reishi and uh, chaga mushrooms all of which have been scientifically researched to give you benefits in different areas that you might need for high performance things we're talking reaction time focus um you know energy just overall there's 100 milligrams of caffeine per serving uh you know they help with you know tiredness sluggishness things like that so just overall boost in energy and focus reaction time all those good things um i've been with them for a couple of months now and definitely really really like the product i do have a review on the channel if you guys want to check that out um i'll leave a link to that in the description below but again go to 1v1.com Use code Astro, get 20% off your order. If you want, you can just start out with the starter pack. It's $15.99. You get uh, four or five packets of the uh, actual Focus Boost as well as a 1v1 branded shaker cup. Welcome back, Jibs. We're back. Yeah, that's what we do when people go AFK on this thing. We shout out the uh, the 1v1. We love that. Um, but yeah, the, the, the Texas major was... It, words pretty much can't describe that major. Um, it, it was so good. And like, it was surreal. On top of everything major related there, like in my head, I also have to remember, like, that's the weekend that I got to interview Hex. Yeah, that's huge like, for you. It, it's bigger to me than I realize. Like, I really have to take a step back to realize what the fuck that even was. It was awesome. Yeah. That was a great interview, too. Uh, and then he uh, shared it on YouTube on, like, the community tab. And it just – I think I was at, like, a couple hundred views or something. And now that video sits at, like, almost 9K views. He That's literally awesome. doubled my sub count, doubled my my watch time. Like, big, He's such a good dude for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you could meet somebody with an optic, who would it be? And does your answer change if you actually get to like spend time and hang out with them versus uh, just like yes. meet them for a meet and greet? Yeah. Uh, so if I'm just meeting them for a meet and greet, I would probably say either Hex or Skump. 
But okay. if I'm genuinely going to sit down and spend time with an optic member, I would actually say Maniac. Okay. See, Maniac it's, it's interesting because like the sit down and hang out, like the answer one changes for like everybody. But it's interesting because like I don't, there's not a lot of consistency from people's answers. Yeah, it seems like it would be very different. Yeah. So why Maniac? So Maniac, like I was talking about anxiety earlier, it's a it, it, mental health, like a huge part of my life. Uh, my my brother has mental health struggles. I think my entire family does to an extent. It's just diagnosed or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but Maniac's like uh, uh, one of like the true hero stories in gaming, as far as I'm concerned. Someone who was in a bad situation, both mentally and physically, and they turned it around for themselves and they're doing it for the best. Um, and I I don't want to sit down and like grill him about it. I don't want to sit down and be like, oh, how was it? You know, like, how was your experience? I want to sit down and like thank him, if anything, because yeah. he's putting a voice to the people who can't voice it because no one has that same platform. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that it's really important that people talk about that. Yeah, uh, that, that's another big reason methods who i was talking about earlier the main ar from boston he has a clothing brand better days ahead mm -hmm. um and their whole message is mental health awareness and putting putting your mental first sometimes because that's what you have to do yeah and i'm like huge on that uh now that's not to say that you know i have my struggles with it myself you know making yeah. that important but it it's something that i think that I would want to know the insight into Maniac's head as to what he does to help himself. Because I know that he talks about his anxiety and how he has different things that he worries about throughout the day. Yeah. And I've heard his explanations through podcasts, various stuff, but I really want to sit down and like really understand it. See some of like, the I, tools can, in his. Yeah. Toolkit. Like I want to see if I can try and help myself selfishly with some of the tools he may have if yeah. that makes sense i don't sense. think that's selfish at all like i get where like it could be but mm -hmm. it's you know is, is it selfish to to ask you know is it, is it selfish to go to a basketball camp led by lebron james no absolutely not you know what i mean like it's i don't think it's something like i like i said i get where it's coming from but i don't think it's actually selfish at all um and yeah. i think you know if you know, with someone like Maniac, especially who has an entire process video dedicated mm -hmm. to the topic, like he's he'd probably be pretty willing to share what he can. Mm -hmm. um, and he probably has a pretty good grasp on, you know, when to stop sharing if it starts like triggering either yeah. anxiety or, or different things like that. Um, yeah, that's that's what's interesting about like switching that question up is like mine, the person I'd probably want to hang out with, like me, is always Big T because, like, love the guy. But I don't think it'd be the most fun to just hang out with. Yeah. Like, his day-to-day -day life just doesn't seem super exciting. Mm -hmm. So for me, like, I would love to hang out with Hex. Like, yeah. Snatch is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's a top five for sure. And, like, it's on my bucket list to watch that movie with Hex. It's a great movie. Um. You know, I love dogs. Like my my girlfriend and I, like hanging out with Jude and the dogs and everything. Like, like there's just all those sort of things that I feel like hanging out for the day would be ten times more fun. Testing out carne asada. Like I'm a pretty big judge when it comes to like Mexican food. So like sharing opinions about carne asada and like different Mexican food and stuff. Oh yeah, with Hex and Hex seems like a great guy to hang out with just in yeah. general, even if you don't share similarities. So the and, fact that you do and just I feel like I've that. you know met him. 
I've met him, I think, at every event and gotten a picture with him. So it's like that's kind of said and done with. I had like my I had a 20 minute interview with him like like that. I have no What's interest. What's the next deeper? Yeah. Bit. Yeah. Like I don't think I've met. No, I've met Scump. I met Scump in 2013. I have a picture with him and Hex. Um, that's at the, cool. the 2013 MLG pro shop, uh, at the event when they had like the pro shop set up back in mm-hmm. the day. Um, so I think that's like all the optic related questions. So now we can, uh, talk about something on my, uh, bullet points, which is modern warfare Two, 2022. Okay. Uh, one, what do you think of the trailer? I get one, like, it's just a campaign trailer. So like really I'm waiting for the multiplayer trailer. I have very high hopes based off of what I've seen. I think that they purposely put people who move slower so that you can see the graphics and the visuals better. Uh, I don't think the people who play the the demo that you see in the trailer uh, are moving nearly as fast as the game could. So oh, a lot of no, the takes no, no, I no, keep no. seeing where it's like, oh, uh, you know, the movement seems clunky. It's like, I don't think that we're going to see the no, same no, no. thing. They, they put potatoes on the sticks for yeah. those videos. But everything I've seen so far is pointing it to being. Uh, I have high hopes. We'll put it that way. I have very high hopes. I want to have high hopes because it's Modern Warfare Two. Like the name alone makes me want to have high hopes. They can't screw it up. The name alone is also what keeps me from getting my hopes too high. I cannot, cannot, will not let myself be set up for disappointment. So I've set my hopes. At a very strict one-tenth. I need it to be one-tenth of the game Modern Warfare 2 was in 2009. Hmm. I'm hoping for basically it to just not be dog shit. I want it to be only uphill. I want to be able to go into this game with such little expectations that it 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 has the potential to blow me away. And if that happens, I'll put another fucking 90 days into it. Oh, yeah. Um... That being said, the two things that give me the most hope for Call of Duty's future are two tweets from Charlie Intel, who, you know, got to fly out and hang out in Infinity Ward Studios and play the game a little bit, get some hands on. Um, They tweeted two really important things. One, almost all of Activision Studios worked together on this game with Infinity Ward leading the charge. Okay. We've seen a little bit of collaboration between studios when it comes to Warzone. And you saw, like, you know, Sledgehammer, before they had their own game, helped a little bit with, like, Modern Warfare 3 and, um, and I believe, Ghosts as well. Mm-hmm. So you've seen a little bit of collaboration. I think Treyarch's actually helping on Vanguard currently. because they tweet, Yeah, they're the ranked system people. Yeah, they tweet a lot of stuff regarding ranked. Um, it's exciting to me that, for the first time ever, it seems we've maybe gotten a game that, throughout the lifespan of its development has had hands from all different studios and infinity ward is just the one saying this is the direction that we need this game to go help us get there um i think that single-handedly is like the most exciting the second thing is that warzone 2.0 and uh, modern warfare are gonna run on the same engine and the way that they worded it it seems like call of duty moving forward is going to always run on the same engine that I was very excited for. Consistency Which, needs to happen. I think that's just good across the board, right? It's good because pro players can play Warzone and not have to worry about it feeling completely different and throwing off their game like we saw during yeah. Cold War. So for that reason, it's really good for, 
you know, pro players to just get some kind of time off to just enjoy the game. It's really good for viewership because pro players get to do that. It's really good for casual players because you might be a really good Warzone player that's looking to make the step towards professional and you don't have to completely relearn game mechanics. Um, like it, there's literally just zero negatives. Yeah. Consistency um, breeds like a lot of good things for Call of Duty, which we haven't had ever before. Like if you look at all the games we're compared to Counter-Strike, Rainbow Six, uh, even if you look at like just shooter in general, like Overwatch. The that we've really ever had is like Modern Warfare 1, 2, and 3 were kind of consistent within each other. And like Black Ops 1, Black Ops or World of War, Black Ops, and Black Ops 2 were pretty consistent within each other. And then like Black yeah. Ops 3 and Black Ops 4 minus, you know, take the jetpacks out. Black Ops 4 feels pretty similar to Black Ops 3. Mm-hmm. It's like you've seen small bits of consistency from independent studios. Yeah. But across the entire game, never. That's why I'm hoping that the collaboration of all the studios, as much as it kind of scares me, because I feel like it could be uh, it could be an issue where like some studios think their ideas are better than others. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I hope that's not the case and it's going to be good collaboration from everyone as opposed to like, okay, well, we're in charge of this. So this is how this is going to go. You work around that. Because yeah. I could see it going that way, too, if it's a, a well, bad I, I, work I th- environment. I think that's where the Infinity Ward leading the charge. Like, I hope that is, you know, they're the ones that ultimately, like, make the decisions mm-hmm. because it is their game. But I hope that they're giving the other studios as much freedom as possible. Yeah. You know, give us your best interpretation and we can change things, you know, a little bit. But... I don't know. Those two things are what's making it hard for me to keep my hopes down. But the thing that's making it easy for me to keep my hopes down is my love for the original Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. Like, it's got gigantic we're getting high rise. We're, we're getting, we're, it's the, the only Call of Duty game that has potentially bigger shoes to fill would be Black Ops 2. But if you look at the numbers, Modern Warfare 2 is a more requested game. Than black like if you yeah. if you look at there was a list um i don't know if it still exists but it was like the most requested games to make backwards compatible or remaster for xbox and modern warfare 2 was the top of that list for years um so yeah i i don't know i we're getting high rise back i hope we get scrapyard back that's like one of my favorite maps in that game rust um i would like rust for the iconicness but i'd also be okay without it i only want it so that when people say 1v1 me i can say only if it's on rust that's it that's See, all my I want 1v1 to be map say. was scrapyard oh i loved rust rust I, was my jam i mean i didn't dislike rust i just feel like scrapyard was a truer representation of skill oh yeah probably like i can't r- disagree yeah rust was uh but i would specifically play scrapyard with no radar because I'd played against people that would go radar on, and they just learned the wall banging on the spawns. No, that's Which, rough. like, I get that there's a skill to that, but, like, how good are you, you know, when I actually get a chance to get out of my spawn and shoot back? Like, that's what I would always, like, want to find out. Like, yeah. you might have memorized like the things actual better than me, but I might be a better player than, Yeah, exactly. So that's why I always opted for Scrapyard, no, uh, no, no radar. Um, and Rust, you don't need radar. But I feel like similarly, like if you're hitting your shots, it's really hard to get out of the spawn trap. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah, that's but, that. That 
Yeah. Yeah. But happens. I would not be mad at all. I love Rust. Like, yeah. I just uh, love and weirdly, another more. one I really want them to bring back is Overgrown. I know that's a really odd map Cod to 4? say that we should have back. Yeah. COD 4 Overgrown. I know that that's not from the same COD, Dude, but that's one, a map that no one talks about enough. I, some, for some reason, I kind of like always want a state back. And Ooh, a state like, was a good and one too. I feel too. like similarly, I could, like no one talks about it. But like I also like, I don't believe that there's a bad map in Modern Warfare 2. Like there's there's maps that are worse than others. I don't think there's a bad yeah. map. The only one I really don't like is the whatever the snow map is with the train Derail. down the middle. Yeah, that map is the only one I'm really not a fan of. It's like even that. Not a bad map. Yeah. A lesser liked map, you know, not as good as some of the other ones, but mm -hmm. like it's not a bad map. No. I feel like something we see in Call of Duty games now is like actual bad maps. Too many of them. Yeah. It's sad when competitive has three maps to choose from. Right? Like like Wasteland. I mean, it's an iconic map. It's not a good map. Yeah. But it's not a bad map at all. Um, Backlot. I, I also just really like symmetry in maps. Yeah. I think, I, it's, I think, I think, that's, I think that's one of the reasons too. like maps become one-sided is because they're not symmetrical. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it should be an exact mirror of itself, but like you should have a lot of similarity between the two sides um karachi invasion both great maps rundown i would love rundown. Well, i like rundown too yeah, rundown's, rundown's a good great. one uh one i saw a tiktok or a tweet or something saying you know a map that this person was saying like they would like to see it come back just to see how pretty it would look with today's graphics favela Ooh, with all that the would colors be a great map. i think yeah. the, the green roof map the banana leaf roof um i, I just want to know what that would look like with today's graphics there's a lot of really cool maps that i could see getting remastered yeah it's a it has a really good map pool called called four as well you know overgrown crash backlot yeah um those two games i tend to put even block uh, closer together yeah uh modern warfare three i feel like modern warfare three um i can uh, downturn downturn was a shit map i think it was called downturn there's a lot of shit maps in that game in my opinion but that's, you know, it's also subjective. I played a lot of like the 3v3 maps, like the Face small off. ones. Okay, Face so off. my literal number number one request, the map is called Downturn. That map was shit. My number one request moving forward in Call of Duty is to have a 1v1 cage match game mode. Is to, get, to go a step further, I'd love if it was snipers only. But like, I'd be okay if it wasn't. But I would really like a... Uh, a 1v1 mode and i'd love to see the return of face off 2v2 face off 3v3 and team tactical 4v4 they would they would be great like i i just don't see why not like when modern warfare remastered came out you know with iw i got arguably at my best in sniping and all i played in that game was cage match 1v1s that's all I did. Like, like I said, like I said earlier at the beginning of this, like I can just run those for hours. I don't yeah. get bored. That's all we would do in Modern Warfare 3 was do the, because uh, they didn't initially come out on release the face-off, the 2v2 and 3v3, but like no. it was me and, and two friends. We would always play the face-offs. It was so fun though. Like the yeah. weird desert map with the tower in the middle. That yep. was awesome. That was literally one of my favorite you know, the, things the, ever. Kind of like castle-y type. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that map and, and like, I would play it serious. I I do snipers only. I'd get really trolly. Um, I have a, you remember the map getaway? 
No. That was the one that was like the kind of fancier face-off map with like a pool and like it was all white. It was like on a beach oh, with like yeah, a yacht. Yeah. Like a yacht. The in pool the made me remember. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like in the pool, there's a 90 degree angle like this, right? There's like a side alley, a back area, but like the pool's here, and like there's a palm tree back here. But I would mm-hmm. sit up on the corner of the fence or whatever that was around the pool. And I'd sit there with a ghillie suit just holding a throwing knife. Because if you hold the throwing knife, like back in the day, you know, you'd almost look invisible. Oh, yeah. That's how you play dead. Yeah. So I'd just crouch up there and just let people look for me for like what seemed like forever. And it was super trolly. And with the palm tree in the background running around most of the angles, you would blend in with that palm tree in the background. That's hard. And, you know, this is back when, you know, graphics didn't have like as good of depth. Which mm-hmm. probably, like, I never thought about it, but that probably also made you blend in more because there yeah. wasn't so much separation. But, like, I would just do that and troll. And then, like, once I found an opportunity, I'd hop down and, like, stab in the back or throwing a knife him or, like, hop down and just follow him around for as long as possible and then stab him. But, oh, yeah. Like, I'd always try to time it in a way that in the kill cam, they wouldn't see where I was hiding. Yeah. You got to fool the kill cam. Yeah. Like, I just miss being able to do super dumb trolley stuff. I feel like it's gotten harder over the years. Way harder. Um, even though I have a buddy that went crazy with it in MW. Like, with like the crossbow and whatnot. Like ride People shields. People went nuts with like, like ride shields, C4, crossbows, throwing crossbows. knives, yeah, like, all that. He's just that kind of player. And like he just finds, I think his lack of competitiveness allows him to have more fun and like not get mad by doing that. Like I'll get frustrated if things don't go my way after a certain amount of time. I'm right there with you. Yeah. I get so angry. Uh, and it's like, I- I'll watch people do trolley things and then I'll try and replicate it and I can't do it. And then I get mad. Like so I, I go back to playing like a normal person. I don't person. have the mental to like put myself through it. Yeah, no. Like, I. I'm a masochist, but not to that extent. Yeah, right. Like, face off though. Great. Gr- like, I, again, I just, like, why not? Like, it's not. I don't know. I, I just don't see it. I don't think a, it hinders the game to have those game modes in it. So all. it doesn't make any sense to not have them. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, you're losing a giant amount of your player base to a single game mode or anything like that. It's yeah. like, no, this is still going to be like a pretty small thing, probably. Yeah. I don't think they need like nearly as many of the nonsensical game modes they have. They just have way too I many really options. I like now. Uh, Cranked. That's one of my favorite game modes Cranked's of all time. Fun. I like Cranked. Cranked's yeah. good. Um, I miss Cranked. I feel like Cranked has gotten much easier. Like they give you a way and the way the movement works in this game, it's almost a benefit. And like they give you more before time. it was like, yeah, I'll way and, more. And Ghost, when that game mode first came out, I think you had like seven seconds, I think. I think it was seven or eight seconds. I it think was, it was right on the line. It felt with that. like nothing. Yeah. Now it's like I think you can stack it up to like 30 seconds or like a minute or something. It's ridiculous. Like it there's all, like, like it just doesn't it, run like out. You said, it feels like a benefit. It feels like all you're getting is specialist bonus movement speed, but mm-hmm. you don't really have to worry about blowing up. No, but the game mode itself, I do really like, um, but I don't know. I, th- I think we see a lot of stupid game modes that just don't make sense. Yeah, the, there's too many of them that are only there for like a niche group yeah. that don't really exist. And yet we don't have face off, which I think is so no. good. I would take any version of those 1v1, 2v2 or 3v3. I would take one of them, preferably the 1v1. But but I'd be down if they were to just give me. One I don't of think the three. it's hard to implement all three either. You could just make the make same map pools with the same. Yeah, the same. It, like it, you it have would be really party, easy. Like you have your party mode playlist with gun game and stuff like that. Yeah. Give me a face off playlist. Exactly. Hell, give me a face off under. Give me a face off playlist within the party play playlist because it is kind of party mode ish. 
Yeah, it's not. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, but but Modern Warfare Two, I don't know. It, visually, I think it'll look incredible. I think, I think the campaign be will be really visually. good. I loved MW19. I haven't played a campaign since Black Ops. No, I haven't played a campaign since Infinite Warfare. I I haven't touched a campaign since. Never played through a Treyarch campaign. I've played through the original Modern Warfare uh, trilogy plus Modern Mm -hmm. Warfare 2019. And that's it. I started World War II's campaign, played like two missions, gave up. The only oh ghost I played ghosts in uh, IW or AW AW's campaign. AW's um, was good too. Yeah, AW's was really good. Um, I'm kind of mad I didn't play IW because I've heard only great things about it. Like it plays like a movie. It's super cinematic. It's like one of the best Very. campaigns we've gotten. It felt but like I they never... really put you in a role as opposed to just saying like, "Hey, go shoot them up." Yeah, but cool. Modern Warfare 2019 was. I think one of the reasons it was so good was like pretty good storytelling, but the graphics just help immerse you a lot more. Um, especially like the facial capture, like there's, there's moments in that campaign where you see price's face and you're like, he just seems like a soldier that's just seen some shit that nobody should have to. And like the only way that you can really sell that is with today's graphics. Yeah. This, this honestly, the new modern for two, is probably going to be the first campaign that I fully complete since IW, play, just because I know it's got to be good. You yeah. have to. You have to. I mean, it's okay. It's a sequel to the game. Well, I know how it ends. I've seen a playthrough. I just I didn't play it myself. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So, like the moment for me that is like the turning point on holy shit, this game's incredible, is towards the end of the campaign when Price is driving with. Uh, what's his name and they're just going down the highway and the sirens are on or whatever um and it's what does price say it's raining and he says like fuck he says something that's kind of dark but like his facial expression when he says it is just like damn like it it hits you like a movie would because it looks so good it's It's, extremely good cinematically yeah it's uh what's the line i think it's when he says like It's, I don't fucking remember, but I'm, I'm pretty sure the conversation is like, he's basically saying, Gaz, you don't have to do this. Like, here's your last opportunity to get out. Cause we're about to break all the rules that oh, you've yeah. been trained to like, never break, like fuck the rules of engagement. Like we get dirty. So the world stays clean. Like it's so good. I will probably re I replayed the original trilogy before 19 and I will a hundred percent replay 19 before this game there's a good chance that i play 19s now you've convinced me dude it is at least prior to the new one coming and out. like you know being a console uh inferior inferior race which i feel like is the grammatically proper way to say the opposite of pc master race um yeah. console inferior race here i play in 4k 60 that's um, better so than playing. visually it looks incredible um downside is i'm only playing at 60 frames yeah i've considered dropping my monitor for a 1440p 120 um i'd go 4k 120 if elgato would ever come out with a capture card with hdmi 2.1 but they haven't so it is what it is come on elgato yeah don't let every media beat you to it don't let razor beat you to it 
one of these companies is going to. Elgato, you got to lead the charge. It's what you do. Um, I think that's all I want to talk about. Is there anything else that you want to go over? Anything Modern Warfare 2 related? Anything optic um, related? Any, anything at all? No, not really. You, you covered pretty much every base that I could have thought of before we came on. All right. That's what we like to hear. Um, one thing I do at the end of every episode is give the guests an opportunity to shout themselves out, tell people that are listening where to watch you, where to follow you, what kind of projects or things you've got going on, just like they do at the end of Hot Ones. It is literally called Hot Ones Moment on my bullet point list. So we go ahead, that. and then we'll close the sucker out. Um, so you can find me on Twitter at Imballs, E-I-M-B-A-L-L-Z. Uh, currently going through a rebrand. So if you don't see the Aspara guy from here on out, it's because I've changed over to Jibs with two eyes, J I I B S. Um, and that's just, I'm, I'm trying to branch out a little bit, become more of a, a easy to say name at least. And that's, that's an old moniker. Yeah, so I, I feel it. Astronautical M sucks. I, it's a lot to say. It's a lot. And, and everyone you know, thinks it's I'm at the end, not a lowercase L and then an M. The only reason the M is there is because astronautical by itself does you can't get it. And astronautical miles is too long. But like I I really like my logo. It's, it's a, a great a logo. Clean logo. But I don't know. I, I've been thinking about a rebrand myself. Maybe yeah, just I, going with it miles. hit me like a brick. I felt like I needed to do it. Or Warrior so, Camp. But I'm mad about it because I committed. I said Astronautical will be my last rebrand. But like That's how I feel about this one. This one's supposed to be my last. Jibs or a spare guy? Jibs. Yeah, I don't know. It's been I think I I think Astro's two or three years old now. And That's like not the bad. thing I don't like, I feel like I almost have to keep Astro at this point. Like yeah. a, a lot of people do refer to me as Astro. So I'm trying to find ways. You could be to, astronaut. Straight up. It'd have to be like astronaut know, miles or something. Now. Yeah, like something the tags just not it's available. Tough. Anything yeah, astronaut related tough. is fucking really hard to get a tag for. I could only imagine. That's why I'm yeah. thankful that mine's just in, like a made up name. Yeah, I'll go with Warrior Chaos again. We'll bring it back. Yeah. Uh, anywhere but, else? Yeah. So, so yeah, Twitter, Imballs. Twitter at Imballs. YouTube, my YouTube currently is uh, the Aspire guy, but I'm see it's a rough time to go for a rebrand when you're about to shout out all yeah. of your uh, your socials. Well, but everything you can find through my Twitter, so I would just go straight to the Twitter, and then I'll have all my links there. Um, even if I've rebranded or if I haven't, if we just end up not doing so, um, I want to give a quick shout out to all the New Jersey gamers out there: uh, Method, Zinny, Scrappy, Big Cod players. We love NJ Pride. Um, big shout out to all the, the people who are dealing with mental health issues. You're important. That's it. That's all I got. That's all you got. And anyone listening or watching links to all of his information will be in the description below. And if he does go through with the rebrand, um, I will try to update those as well. Um, but ultimately, like he said, go over to Twitter, any and all links will be there and they will be updated if, and when he uh, goes through a rebrand. That being said, thank you guys all for watching. I know this was a longer episode. I appreciate each and every one of you. Don't forget to use code Astro1v1.com. And I'll see you guys in a couple weeks in the next episode. I'm out. Thanks for having me, Miles.